1069. Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. Poll question up already. How worried are you about the Tribe losing the World Series? Not at all, a little, or very. You can take a vote. WRQK.com. I'm joined this morning, every weekday morning, by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. How are you this morning? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. Coming in off a, uh, a big sports weekend, I felt yeah. like. A lot of stories and a lot yeah. of things like that. So, uh, yeah. Can't complain too loudly. What about yourself? What's Not going on? doing well. You and I were both sick last week. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend was sick as hell this weekend. That's another reason I can't complain. She was stuck in bed. I was, was like, all right? right, finally, I get some freedom. <laughs> Do what I want with my life. Do what I want. And she got a fever of 101. Screw her. Is that right? Yeah. She, she was all fever. She went to the Minute Clinic. It was the same thing I had. Just I think she uh, she took it a little harder than I did. So I didn't get any rest over the weekend because I went and worked at the Agora all weekend. Okay. How was the uh, how was the Agora? The world really, famous. Really profitable. That's what, uh, what, I, that's what I'll say. I had a huge weekend. What were, what were the shows? What I, happened? It was it was one of those cumulus entertainment shows Friday night, one of those like rave type uh, type things, like uh, you know a lot of EDM music. It was like a little bit of a mix though. It was like EDM and then jam bands. It was very strange. But, <laughs> Jeez Louise, dude! But heavily attended, and those cumulus entertainment guys do a good job. Like I don't, I don't totally understand their business, like and how they market or whatever. Like I don't get it. But for somehow they get the word out, and every time those guys book the room. We're packed. I mean, packed. So I'm thankful for them. And then Saturday night, Mushroomhead played their Halloween show at the Agora, which nice. is always big. Nice. Always big. Their Halloween show. So, like, that was good. But the problem is, is I didn't get to rest at all this weekend. So yesterday, having not drank at all over the weekend, I woke up and I felt hungover. Like, I felt hungover. Like, I couldn't move from the couch. I went and got breakfast in the morning. I took two bites of it. Couldn't eat it. It was like one of those where it was like, oh, like you might be something. Oh, you something might be wrong. Yeah, that's concerning, dude. I mean, let's be real. I, you know, if there's anything you can always do, it's eat. eat. Even dude, there's been times we've eaten before, and then you continue to eat because I it just I don't know if it's a, it's an addiction or what the problem is. While but. eating breakfast in the studio, I'll look at Fantone and talk about what I want for lunch when I get home. Dude, I'm starving. I'm like, dude, you are eating right now. Spoons in your hand. Oh, dude, I'm starving to death. Couldn't do it. Okay. And like right now, is it hot in here to you? A little warm, yeah. Okay, all right, because I'm burning up right now. I got to take this sweatshirt off. All right, stands so, strip it down. Yeah. So I just didn't get enough rest, and I just felt real. I felt bad, horrible all day yesterday. I woke up this morning in bed, and like it was soaked. Like you can tell I'm like sweating this cold out. It's just, it's not good. So I just don't feel great. Like I still feel like my stomach hurts Like right now. I feel like it's moved into like stomach flu type stuff. And it's not good. Well, case of the Lonnie Chisholm Hall's right there. Is that? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Not feeling, not feeling good, dude. Uh, it, dude, it's sickness season. There's no question about yeah. that. And something really is going through our building, our city, and our county right now. So wash your hands, people. Yeah, you gotta do it. I guess that's my advice that I'm gonna give to everybody. And I stayed up a little late watching the Indians game. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I, I actually, I went to bed probably in the fourth. I knew. Oh, they, really? I knew they weren't gonna win. There's something that just in earlier in the day, I even said to my girlfriend, I'm like, dude, I just don't think they win tonight. And uh, it, it, it felt that way once Trevor Bauer started kind of getting out of control there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm just going to stay up on Tuesday. OK, see, I'm different than you. I thought all day they're going to win. And then when the game started, I think was it the first inning where the Cubs catcher Ross and the outfielder Rizzo kind of like not collided, but they kind of like got together and... Ross had missed the ball, but then Rizzo was like right behind him with the glove to catch it. I was like, oh, okay, well, that's pretty lucky there. I was like, that feels like a, it feels like a Cubs day. It feels like a Cubs day. And then that uh, when Bauer was up to bat 
like the, the, again the outfielder like reached around his back to make the catch over the fence like that. Okay, yeah, that's it was like all right, this is this is a Cubs day. And so I'll I'll answer the poll question. How worried are you about the Tribe losing the World Series? I would say not at all. I feel like we're coming back here Tuesday. We got two games at Progressive Field, and if you can't win one of two at home. You kind of deserve to lose. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly, right? if you can't win four out of seven games, you deserve to lose. That's the way sports work. Um, I'm a little concerned. I am. Right. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's 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 a uh, what do I want to say? It's a very real possibility that a team is up three one and loses. It's, it's for sure. It, it, We've it, seen it. It happens, and um, and that's karma. Well, nah, it's not karma. It's not, I, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities in the situation, but at the same time, nobody anointed the Indians as the greatest team ever, and that's really where the three and one jokes come in for the Warriors, is 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 everybody touted that as, oh, you're the best team ever, greatest record of all time, better than the 95-96 Bulls. None of those things are true. You have to win a championship to be the best team ever, and the Warriors didn't do it. Nobody's going to, even if the Indians win this title, nobody's going to say that they're the best team no. ever. You know what I mean? No. So so th- that's where my, that's why I'm, I'm not too worried about the karma points coming in for all the three and one jokes. Um, but as far as the Indians go, I, I'm not like, dude, oh my God, I think they're going to lose. I still think they're going to win. Uh, it's just a very po- real possibility Caution. now. Cautious optimism there. Yesterday, if you would have asked me at 10 in the morning, like, oh, dude, are they going to? And it's like, of course they're going to. Now, at least a little bit, like, eh, okay. Eh. I think I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time sports better. Okay. No, he, no here's the okay. thing. So Saturday, <laughs> I've, I've been the guy early and often talking to you, everybody, about how the Indians were going to win the World Series. Everybody thought I was nuts. So here we are on the brink of winning the World Series. And Saturday... So I go to work and my buddy says to me, he goes, dude, you've been calling this all along. He's like, I listen to the show all the time. He's like, you're calling this all along. He's like, that's amazing. I said, all right, well, I got another one for you. I said, I wanted to tweet this all day. I wanted to tweet it, but I didn't want to be guilty of like reaching for the moon. I said, you watch. This was Saturday night. I said, Jason Kipnis is going to have a huge night tonight. This is Jason Kipnis's game. He said, dude, you're nuts. Kipnis is, dude, he hasn't hit. Dude, the guy's been in a little bit of a slump. I said, you watch. Kipnis breaks the slump tonight. Sure enough, had a huge night. I'm telling you, man, there's something going on with me where I know this stuff. I don't know how it happened, but I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time sports better. It's not a bad idea. Here's the thing. If I spent every day in a sports book betting all the money that I've made in the last three years, I would almost be as broke as I am right now. (laughs) We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock about this, see how he feels about it. You know, the Browns played yesterday, too. Yeah, I do know that. You know, I fell asleep around, I took a nap, and I fell asleep, and I slept through almost the whole game. I woke up, and there was like a score separating them, and I was like, they're not going to (laughs) win. They're not going to win. Yeah, I was busy up until halftime, and they were winning at that point, and everyone's like, oh my God, Super Bowl, dude, they could still have a winning season. They could still have a winning season. No, they weren't going to win. As a guy who's been pro-Hugh Jackson, and I have been, I've been out there telling everybody, you need to slow down about talking about how Hugh's no good. Dude, his clock management at the end of that game yesterday was not good. It was not good. There were questionable decisions being made there. That whole thing is a mess. Although I predicted that too, right? 0-20 is what I said? Yeah, but that's not really going out on a limb right there. I think a lot of people ah, said. Dude, going winless in an NFL season is tough. That's hard to do. Like, even for bad teams, it's tough to do. But we're going to do it. We will do it. We'll talk to Scott from uh, waitingfornextyear.com. We will do so at 8 o'clock this morning. So we sit here at Halloween, everybody wearing costumes all weekend long. One college uh, sports fan got thrown out of a stadium due to his costume. We'll tell you how that happened next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9 on IWRQK.com. Fantone has the poll question up already this morning. How worried are you that the Indians will not lock the World Series down? You can take that vote, WRQK.com. Uh, as we sit here on Halloween, Fantone's already going off on social media being really annoying. I want you to hold it in for a minute because we're going to get into Halloween here in a little while, obviously. Actually, this story has to do with Halloween, too, but... I have the figures on what America's going to spend on Halloween. Okay. And we'll get into that around 6.45 this morning. Okay. I, I, I do, wait do you hear? It's more, I remember what it was last year. I remember doing this story last year. I, did, it's, I, I can't believe how much money we spent on this stuff. I'm sure you saw this over the weekend, though, from the college football game up in Wisconsin, where apparently a fan was in the stands, and he had a Barack Obama like mask on, and it looks like there's a sign around his neck, but it doesn't... Nobody like goes into what that like I, says. I think, and I could be wrong. Um, isn't he wearing like um, a Barack Obama mask? And he's like in like uh, he's like like a jailman's like uh, right. uniform, like the like the white with the black stripes there, holding up the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like when oh, see, I your... see a pink sign around his neck that it looks like a lot of writing on. It. Oh, I thought I thought it was him holding up the oh, numbers okay. of like it, maybe it is. I just I like because I thought it was weird that in this I've read two different articles about this and nobody's like listing what's on that sign. I thought well, if he's making this kind of statement, obviously the sign must have something to do with it, but. There's also a noose that he has. Like he's, you know, and I, I believe it's his buddy next to him that's like holding the noose up. Look like they're hanging Barack Obama. Now, this obviously offended some people in attendance at this University of Wisconsin football game. And so security goes and sees him. They ask him to take off the costume and he does it. But the university says, here's how this happened. They won't let anybody into the building wearing a mask. Once right. in the building, then you can put the mask on. Right, that makes sense. That's about right for a Halloween based thing. Even even in even in like the um the regular season, you gotta think how many people want to wear like one of those green man suits where they zip all the way up and you can't see who they are. You can't walk into the establishment not like, that. like that. No, so, okay. not like that. Okay. Wisconsin made it clear with big bold letters that they found the costume repugnant and counter to the values of the university and athletic department. It did recognize, however, that it is an exercise of free speech. And the university ended the statement saying it promoted a safe campus environment where everyone feels valued and encouraged the community to engage in discussion over vital issues in ways that promote greater understanding and respect for all people. Right. And I, I, I can respect that. But at the same time, there's limits to free speech when you go into an establishment like that. Like, I can't just sit there screaming, you know, the F word. right. I can't sit there and scream that I can't hold a sign that says that or anything even comparable. So it's it's not like it's just like, hey, this is a free speech zone. You can do whatever you want. By buying a ticket, by going into an establishment, whether it's a place of business or it's a, it's a stadium or whatever it is. There's rules and regulations of the event. Of course. So, I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I respect, you know, Wisconsin trying to come up with, uh, hey, we're, you know, uh, you, you can express yourself here, but that doesn't necessarily, you know, make this okay. I've, I read this story about this time yesterday morning when I woke up. And so it's about 24 hours now I've been aware of this. For the last 24 hours, I've thought, I was like, okay, for the sake of argument, for what you do for a living, maybe try to find a reason why this guy can do this that's not race-related. Why he would do this without it being race-related. And I, so I've been sitting on it for 24 hours, and as a somewhat intelligent person, I am failing to come up with a reason of why that might be. You couldn't see this. You couldn't see this being either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Well, I I think next year after Hillary wins, do you think? Do I think I'll see a costume like this around Halloween with a noose around her neck? Maybe. So 
I guess that does say, do we automatically go to the race card when we see a noose around a black person's neck the way we because of the history of it? Yeah, I was going to say it's not like it's not like there's not merit to that. I mean, like the like public lynching is a very real thing in throughout America and in a very real part of America's right. history. Part of the civil rights movement. Right. I mean, I mean, do, I mean, some some of you listening, your parents were alive for that. I mean, honestly, where I used to live, um, right across the street from there, that's where they had like public hangings in Canton. Like, there was a parking lot. Oh, right yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was in the Haunted Stark County book and all these different things. And, like, that's crazy. That's where people used to be hung. And uh, listen, can you hang somebody and not necessarily have racist undertones for sure, but you can burn a cross in somebody's lawn and not have racist undertones. You know what I mean? Like, you can start. You can start, I'd argue that. You can start making you can start making these arguments for anything. When you do something right. like that, you know what the connotation is. You know are. what you're trying to do. Right. And even if that's not what you're trying to do, you should be intelligent enough, if you're a college student, to understand that other people are going to assume that's what you're doing. And so you can't claim deniability at that point. Well, I didn't know people were going to take it that way. Well, you should have. You should have. And what made me think about this even a little further is it was just like two days before this. I was watching something on the NFL Network, and I don't even know why. But Charles Woodson was talking about how I think he had went from Oakland to Green Bay. And he said guys around the league were telling him, dude, you're thinking about going to Green Bay. What are you, dude, what are you doing? That's no place for a black man to live. Are you crazy? You don't want to go there. Now, he ended up going there having a pretty decent career or whatever. But he was talking about how like that part of Wisconsin can get pretty like, whoa, well, as I, far as like if for a black person. Oh, and I wouldn't know if I would necessarily want to live there. You know what I'm saying? You go, you play for the team, you spend your, you know, your six, you know, your six months. Wouldn't have an off-season house there, yeah. Right, and I, I can understand that. I, uh, I think it's funny how, you know, now at the end of the day, you can feel however you want to feel about any one given president. Barack Obama, George Bush, Ronald Reagan, sure. George Washington, whoever. Donald Trump, maybe. Donald, right, you can feel however you want to feel about them. It's your right as an American. I support that right. Yeah. I I just think it's really funny how people who, and I'm going to make an assumption about this guy, but people who are so, you know, gung-ho about, uh, well, you stand for the national anthem and Colin Kaepernick a piece of crap and, oh, my God, he's, dude, the worst right person. You respect our country. You res- People died for that. And they get so hot and bothered about that, and they get so worked up about that. You're the same person who's going to hang the president, essentially. I think there was there was something about, I mean, even our parents' generation, but definitely our grandparents' generation, where you would disagree with the president, and you would sit at your breakfast table and you talk about how the country's going to hell in a handbasket because that's what we all do, okay? But there was something about the fact that you don't disrespect that publicly. That you show respect for the office publicly. At least, at least the office. At least the yes, not necessarily the person holding it, but but what it means to be the president. We've kind of lost a little bit of that. A little bit in the well, it's my right to have my opinion, and you're absolutely right. It is. We've lost a little bit of, I don't know, for the lack of a better term class about these kind of situations right, right. A, a little bit of respect not only for the for the, for the office but for the your fellow americans in the for, process and the whole bill right for the voting yeah. process you know for the people who, who I don't have, know what a bill is i meant deal i don't know what that word is <laughs> who have fought for you know the right to have a peaceful transfer of power every four years so there is something there um but if you're going to if you're going to be this guy you just can't stand on that colin kaepernick as a piece of crap hill no you, you can't can. you can't and you are you're taking a leap there with who he is as a person but i know that that's who he is. Right. Like just even Same looking at the phone. Right. Like. Yeah, I don't even have to meet the guy, nor do I want to meet the guy. I don't understand this. I get. 
All right, I got to be careful how I frame this. All right, I can understand how a lot of people out there in the world could come to a place of racism. Given the fact of maybe you've had negative interactions with people, maybe you've had some things. I understand it. Outwardly, though, like this, like you have to live in the world. Like people are going to see this. This is going to affect everything you do from here moving forward. I don't get outwardly racist like that. uh, Blatant racism like that. It's still not. uh, It's still taboo. Like you can't be that way. You can't. No matter how racist somebody is, somebody could say to me like, dude, I just you know what? I hate Mexicans. I hate Mexicans. And I could call them a racist. No, I'm not a racist. No, no, I'm not, I just hate Mexicans. Like I, like, and it just boggles my mind. But people do these mental gymnastics with themselves, and this, like, no, no, I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. When it's like, dude, you are, you, you are, you know, you, you're, you're hanging a black man like as a joke. Well, Twitter's telling me if it was a Trump mask, no one would have said anything. And I think you're probably right about that. But it does again. There's a history of hanging African Americans in this country. Like, there's a history of that. There's not a history of us hanging billionaires in, in, in town square. If there were, I would, you know what I mean? We may be having a different conversation if somebody showed up to this game wearing that costume. But this was definitely a race-related thing, I, I would have to assume. I don't know what the other thing would be. I think next year when Hillary's president, if you see her on Halloween for people who don't like her or everything, I think you'll just see her in an orange jumpsuit. I think that's the difference. I think people will make the thing of, oh, well, you need to arrest her or, you know, this and that, or she's a criminal. But I don't think you'll go to that, to like lynching her. Like, dude, think about that. Like, I, I, this is one of those things where I feel like every American, like once a year, should be forced to watch Mississippi burning. So it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That, that's right. That, that, that wasn't good. That's that. Uh, you know what? My bad. Sorry My about bad. that one. Moose says you're right. That's that's too far. Right. Then wouldn't that be a good way to like, to, like just like once a year? I don't know. Maybe in February you turn on Mississippi burning. <laughs> we all get a good lesson. We're all better for it as people. I really feel like that's the right thing to do there. I have the numbers, Fantone, on what girlfriends across the country are spending on Halloween, because let's be honest, it's not the dudes, it's your broads that are doing this. You won't believe the numbers of Halloween. We'll tell you next on The Stansberry Show. Very Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. This morning, 8 a.m. starts our Big Cash handout promotion. It's $1,000 an hour. Nice. Multiple times all day. We start at 8 a.m. this morning. Are we eligible for that? Can I get paid a thousand dollars, dude? I could use a thousand bucks. Honestly, with Christmas right around the corner, I'm sorry, the holiday right around the corner, that would be good. Make your holiday shopping a little easier. We'll pass out a thousand dollars an hour, starting at 8 a.m. this hour, this morning. Sorry. Speaking of money. And it's just flying around. Fantone's been furious this morning about how annoying social media is with Halloween. It's the worst. You really just don't like this, it's right? It's the worst. Ah, dude, listen, I'm, I'm I'm okay with Halloween. Like, get out there and, you know, take pictures of your kids wearing their stupid costumes and, and, and we'll all eat Snickers bars and watch a scary movie. Um, but these people, 
who are just so obsessed with it, who are just so like, oh, today, it's it's like my Christmas. Today's like my Super Bowl. And it's like, dude, no, it's not. You work at a bank. It's a Monday. You still have to go to work. What are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Today is your Super Bowl. It's like, dude, it's my favorite holiday. It's my favorite. I'm such a dark, brooding soul. And it's like, no, you're not. Oh, no, Tim you're Burton not. would have hated you. Yeah, I, I, I saw... <laughs> I, I saw your pictures from 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 Country Fest when you were wearing you know like like a cowboy hat and drinking a Corona. So don't act like you're this dark brooding soul and you're just this goth kid sitting around listening to Morrissey and oh I'm so deep. No you're not. No you're not. Oh, I love thunderstorms. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. I have found in the history of my life that anytime a girl says this to me, oh my god, Halloween is like my favorite holiday. That that's a two condom situation. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that that's a double wrapped situation to yeah. be had. It's a right? sa- it's a it's a safe rule to live by, Stan. So you like you like that day more than the day where you wake up and there's just gifts underneath a a tree that's inside your house for some reason. Now, as far as gifts go, I will say this Monday the the Monday after the weekend of Halloween, there is a bit of a gift going around. Uh-oh. And well, dude, let's be real, Halloween is arguably the sluttiest like dressed season of the year. Like, yeah. I mean, if you look at your Instagram today, if you look at your Facebook today, I mean, there are just chicks that. Are just scantily clad all over the place. Like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be Harley Quinn. I'm gonna be Harley uh, Quinn. You know how many Harley Quins I saw <laughs> Saturday night at the Agora? <laughs> yeah, it was gross. It was gross. They were everywhere. I'll tell you, you know what? I only saw one, and I was shocked by this. Only one prince. Really? I would have thought more prince, just because, yeah. you know, having, having lost his life this year. Zombie prince, I would have thought. Ooh. And I would have thought a hipster couple would have went Prince and David Bowie together. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, I never even thought about that, but yeah. yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see that. But there were Harley Quinns everywhere Saturday night. It's HPV everywhere Saturday night, too. Gross. Yeah, well, dude, I'm telling you right now, you said double bag it, I might say triple. Three for one special. I have the numbers here on Halloween and what we're going to spend on it. <sighs> okay. Well, this webpage that my computer won't let me view has it. I know how much we spent on that computer. Nothing. Three three box stops from a cereal box. But we're breaking a record for money spent on Halloween. And I remember doing this last year, and we had broken a record last year. So you see every year. So, you know, the economy. That's the big issue, the economy. But there's plenty of money for plastic masks. $8.4 million Jesus. To be spent by Americans on Halloween this year. That's the National Retail Federation that did that study. An estimated 171 million Americans, 69% of the country, plan to celebrate the holiday, dropping in an average about $83 on costumes, candy, and uh, decorations and party supplies for it. 83 bucks. I'm nowhere even close to 83 bucks on my Halloween spending. Costumes account for 3.1 billion of the U.S. total. For something you wear for like 12 hours, not even six hours. Eh, wedding dress. Well, but at least that's like a huge, significant, or should be a huge, significant a monument. Event. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a monumental day. In your right, life. that's yeah. that's, a, that's a life changer. This is just hey, I'm getting wasted on Fireball. God. Here's the other part. And your girlfriend seems like one of these to me. I don't know for sure, but your girlfriend definitely seems like one of these to me. 17% of people are dressing up their pets for Halloween. 
She wants to. Oh, she keeps asking. Are you me putting to. the foot down? And I'm just like, listen. I always thought of this. I'm like, listen. I'm not going to break up with you over this. Right. But I'm not going to like. I don't approve of this at all. This isn't something that I'm signing off on. I would. You know, people can do whatever they want. But spending money to dress up like my ex is one of these for sure. Like I guarantee you, her cat has a costume on today. I guarantee it. Oh my god, he's so cute. I mean, I guess. I don't have a pet right now, so I mean, I, I don't... Uh, I mean, if I had a girlfriend and we had a dog, I know she'd do it. And I would be in her bitching about her, yeah. though. So, imaginary girlfriend, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you're an idiot. This is, And I already hate you. I haven't even met you, and I hate you. $8.4 billion. Thanks, Obama. People, I don't get it. People don't have two dimes to rub together. America's so poor right now, but $8.3 billion. Did you dress up for Halloween? Like, uh, Did you guys go to a Halloween party, or are you doing something today? Or no. like, What's happening? We were supposed to go, t- not this weekend, but the weekend before, we were supposed to go to my buddy's Halloween party, but I was sick, and she was starting to get sick, so we so we kind of canceled on that. Um, and as far as like celebration, I mean, you know, trick-or-treating was yesterday, so it's not like we're going to be getting trick-or-treaters or anything today. Oh, uh, Canton did it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every almost every city around here did it. I live in a weird part of downtown where that's just not going to happen. Yeah, nobody's going to come knocking on my door. It's just not going to happen where I live. And I live like in an apartment building too, so unless you have a key, you're not necessarily going to get get in there. Um, We bought like a bag of candy because we were at Giant Well, I did too, but that's right. And it was just like, oh, hey, Halloween candy. We should probably get some just to, you know, eat Halloween candy, but that's it. Like there was no... So with that being said, and you got to start looking at averages here, you got a lot of people like me and you who bought a bag of candy, so maybe sure. a $5 investment. There's also those people on the flip side of that coin, which brings the average up to 83 bucks, that spent like $1,000 plus decorating their house, putting up like fake, you know, tombstones and stupid stuff like that. What, that's There's a little bit of that where I'm like, hey, listen, you want to put some tree, or some lights up on your house at Christmas time? All right. You want to put Santa up there? All right. I don't get it. If you want to put like... I don't get any of that. If you want to put like a blow up pumpkin out there and you want to carve your pumpkins, that's all fine. But those people who go over the top, who who spend what it just... Like zombies coming out of the ground and like the, like the smoke machines and, and everything else. Like TSO's road crews out there setting up your <laughs> Halloween... I don't know. I guess you just are who you come from. And my old man wasn't into this. Obviously not the Halloween because of the religious weirdism. But, you know, even like, you know, you brought up Christmas lights. You know, my dad's famous line was, Dad, when are we going to put the Christmas lights up on the house? You want to see Christmas lights? Look at the neighbor's house. That was like my dad's famous line. You're in there. You can't even see him. Look out the front window. You can see the neighbor's house. My dad was not about it. And so I think you just are who you come from. And he was never going to do that. And I'm never going to take the time to put up Christmas lights around the house. I'm never going to do that. But I am with you. I find people who talk to me about how awesome Halloween is, it's like really annoying. And most of the time, I'm just not listening to you. And I'm fantasizing about drowning you in a toilet. I just, every time, I'm just like, oh my God, here it comes. I know. You've seen Hocus Pocus 7,000 times since you were 11. I know. Oh my God. You had a great you had a great childhood if you remember the nightmare before Christmas. I don't know if that's true. There's plenty of kids out there no. who saw the nightmare before Christmas. And your stepdad still touch you. Right. Uh speaking of touching kids, I guess oh we'll talk about this. Oh my god! Seriously? 
uh, biggest day for Thriller on the face of the planet. Every radio station across the country. Yeah, be, uh, one of them down the hall was already playing it this right, morning. Right, is going to be playing Thriller. I mean, uh, I, I guess, you know, is it just a little Michael Jackson tee off for you here? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, dude, I, I've been on this since the guy was still alive. I've been on this where it's like, you know, we get rid of all these things because it's insensitive. Oh, my God, that's not right. Oh, my God, Chief Wahoo. Oh, my God, all this stuff. But a guy who had a baby raping chamber off of his bedroom, a guy who famously said into a camera, well, the best thing you can do is share your bed with a kid. And people are just like, they hear Thriller and they start dancing with their kids and they are doing all this stuff. And again, if I was one of you annoying social justice warriors, I'd be like, wait a minute. I was molested as a kid and this offends me. We need to stop this now. It offends me. Stop it now. But I am realistic and understand that the world will not bend for me. The world is not going to bend to make me feel better about my state in life. You know, I tell you, I say this every day, guys. You all could do a lesson. I think more living more like me is probably the way to go. Well, maybe not as much video games. Maybe not as much masturbation. You know, it was a tough weekend for me. Leave <laughs> me alone. Yes, I, I, when I hear Michael Jackson on the radio, it does. It's like one of those things where I'm like, really? But again, I don't get so bothered by it. I don't allow these things to like hold me hostage in my life for me to get like that feverishly worked up about it. I don't care. You guys enjoy Michael Jackson. He raped kids. That's cool. Like If, if you feel okay with that, then do it. It would be very hypocritical for me to be like, no, but I want to wear my Chief Wahoo hat. But no, you must do this because it offends me. I think more people should be offended by somebody that touch kids. Like, that's my thing is, you should probably turn the station. You probably shouldn't listen to Michael Jackson. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I just don't want to be the guy because I'm out there, you know, telling everybody that they need to stop being, you know, so sissified. It would be very weird of me to be that guy that's like, no, you can't do it because I'm upset about it. I, like the rest of you, don't really matter in the big scheme of things. So what offends me or what upsets me isn't really that big of a deal. Just like what upsets you isn't that big of a deal. That's what I keep trying to tell you. You're not special. Your parents did us all a disservice by telling you how special you were. Now we're all screwed up. That's why you're spending eight... Dude, if you're so special, why are you spending $9 billion to dress up like somebody else? Because you're so great? Got it. The fix is in. I'll tell you what about next on The Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Starting at 8 a.m. this morning, it's Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You know how this works. We give you a keyword. You text it in. You win $1,000. We do it 12 times a day. Starts this morning, 8 a.m. We'll have two opportunities for you. Once at 8 and another one at 9. Fishhead takes over at 10 a.m. Gets in on it. Kramer as well in the afternoon. Makes sense. Spread that wealth out. Yeah. Be listening to Rock 1069 all day. You can win yourself a thousand bucks. Shopping season, not even right around the corner. You yeah. should be on it kind of now. Yeah. If you want to stay, you know, in front of it. Yeah, and that's the way to do it. I know a lot of people are like, eh, dude, no, I'll just go to Belton Village on December 15th and honestly give me a bowl sandwich. Yes. What are you talking about? I going, agree with you. Going to Belton Village on December 15th. Ugh. I once read a book about fixing your financial life. By Dave Ramsey, who is a little nuts. Like his radio show is a little nuts, but as far as like figuring out your finances, he's really smart on that. And I read a book that changed my financial life forever called Total Money Makeover. And it's a great book. And he talked about how people stay broke 
and how like no matter how much money you make, certain people will always be broke because of how they handle their finances. And he says Christmas is a big one. Like people always talk about, well, you know, I had to spend a bunch of money on Christmas. It's like, yeah, but you knew Christmas was in December. It's not like December first happened and somebody said, oh, hey, by the way, we changed Christmas to the end of this month. Hurry up and buy everybody presents. He's like, you know, it's coming all year. You don't prepare for it. He's like, and that's why you spend the next four months after trying to, you know, build yourself, you know, dig yourself out of that hole. 2017 financial debt. Here I come. Yeah. He's like, you can't do it that way. He's like, you can't take things that happen at the same time every year and use those as excuses on why you're broke. He's like, you need to plan for that. It makes all the sense in the world. So if you want to stay ahead of that, you want to win some money. 8 a.m. is how you do that. Uh, you have said on this program multiple times, Phantom, that you do not believe in any fashion that sports are fixed. No, no. It, it, in the sense of like, is the big fix in? Are we deciding games or anything like that? No. It's it's it's. Are there individuals who have done things? Obviously, there's been NBA sure. officials and stuff like yes. that. But on a on a grand scheme, no, there is not a big fix in sports. That's kind of how I have felt. Like I, I have felt like I believe there's a little bit of a fix in sports. I don't know if leagues are fixed. I don't know if games are fixed. But I feel like guys are fixed. But do you feel like those are like uh, league sanctioned? Does the NBA know when things like no. that are going on? No, no, the NFL no. doesn't know when things like that are going on. Not necessarily. I, I, I don't believe that. I think, especially in today's day and age, I think it would be hard to keep that kind of secret quiet. I think th- there's too many bodies that are uh, involved there for that to be like a conspiracy that can still happen. But I believe you can get to an umpire. I believe you could get to an outfielder or, you know, here or there. People are now tweeting out that, of course, of course, the Indians win last night. The fix is in. Major League Baseball wants more money. You don't buy into that theory at all about last night's game. No, not not in last night's game. And do do, do does the MLB, does NBA, do they all want more eyes on their program and more games? Of course they do, but that doesn't mean that they're going to sacrifice the integrity of their entire operation. Because let's be real, as soon as as soon as proof of the big fix comes out, as soon as as soon as that happens, nobody's watching. Why is anybody watching sports? Ever. I mean, why why is anybody Ever. watching sports? It's not WWE. If right. you found out baseball was fixed, you would be you, your infatuation with baseball would be over the next day. So that would be, you know, very short counterproductive to what they really want of any league that wanted to do that of any anyone that was like, well, no, listen, we'll get an extra game out of this. We'll get an extra two games out of this. You could lose the rest of your existence. What I will say is that do I think Major League Baseball wants to see the Cubs win at game seven? Because game seven's back there, right? No. Oh, game seven's here. Both in the last two games. are Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's two, three, two. What, the, what Major League Baseball would have really wanted was to see the Cubs win it at home, if at all possible. That's the best story for Major League Baseball, is the Cubs winning it at home. That's not the best story for us, but that's the best story for baseball. Right, for the MLB and probably for baseball like fans as a whole. The lore of the game, yes, probably overall. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people are looking at this as a significant, you know, run for the Indians obviously, but it does it, I don't want to say it pales in comparison, but it kind of does when you when you look at the Chicago Cubs based on fan base size, based on just national interest, it's a much bigger story. Now, there were bad calls in last night's game, of course. Okay? But that's the human element. In these games, and I think that there needs to be room for that. There were bad calls in last night's game. There's no question about it. There were bad calls in game four, too, that the Indians won. Um, I'm really frustrated with officiating in Major League Baseball. I feel like you're right. Human element is a part of it. There's no question about it. It's just part of it. But I, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be like, dude, just use the use the computer to find out if they were balls and strikes. But 
I can't remember which ump it was, but it was game four ump. I mean, that guy's strike zone was just changing on a regular basis. Pitch to pitch, yeah. And you can't have that in a World Series game. I heard that he was like the one of the lowest rated umpires when it came to strike call accuracy in Major League Baseball. Why is he in the World Series? Right. right. It's not like there's other series of baseball games being played. So why aren't we? Why are that should be a rule? Fish- like the umps who were the best all year, consistent. As far as like a consistency, you know, it goes, then you put them out there. Officiating obviously has undergone an intense level of scrutiny recently just based on the fact of the cameras are better. We have more the of the guessing, cameras. Yeah. We, we have access to more angles and all those different things. But you can't just put your head in the sand and be like, well, it, who cares? Like, you have to do something about it. You have to address it. And it goes for all sports right now. You've got the NBA where people are bitching about, oh, they're not, they're not, everyone's traveling every two seconds. You've got the NFL where everybody's talking about, oh, it's just, you know, is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Is it a catch? Is it not a catch? And you got MLB with the strike zone right now where it's like, guys, you got to figure this out. Do you believe in the national narrative? Do you believe because a lot of people feel like you know all the uh, the national media is like dead set against us and rooting against? Do you buy into that? Uh, yes, in in the sense, do more national writers, do more talking heads about baseball want the Cubs to win for sure? Yeah, and dude, that's good. I mean, the, the scrappy Indians team has been the narrative all year. That's long. That's who we are, right? So I, I like it. I, I, I think if anything, you can't even be surprised by that. And of course, man. I mean, just because LeBron and the Cavs won a championship doesn't mean that. People who have long looked at Cleveland as the joke of the sports world, maybe the joke of the of the United States, it doesn't mean they change their the way they feel in the last four months. We all have. We all feel like, hey, we can be winners now. Right. But that hasn't translated. It hasn't caught up to right. the rest of the country yet. ESPN put this out last night after the game. 1997 is the last time there were two ties in the NFL in the same season. And the Cleveland Indians lost the World Series in in seven games that year. That feels a little negative coming from ESPN about about the tribe, especially when you consider there is exactly zero cause and effect there. There's like there is one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. So like there, that's totally it's a stretch, right? And you're totally looking for like, oh, is it a, is it a coincidence or not? And it's like, no, it's completely a coincidence. <laughs> that's one. That's like the definition of it. Is it is it is what well, could it? No, it doesn't mean anything. Can I be honest about that too? Like I want. Dude, ties in the NFL feel very strange. Yeah, what is that all about? I don't like ties that? in the NFL. we got to be able to figure out a way where we can get a winner out of what these games. I, I mean, you know, obviously football is a different game, and I can't... You know how baseball can just keep going and going yes. and going and going? Even basketball, you can keep doing that. You can keep throwing five minutes onto the clock and sure. letting them play. And guys, yeah, you end up getting an even score. Football... I don't know if I necessarily feel like that's the best way to do it is to just keep throwing extra extra quarters on or keep throwing extra, you know, five minute increments on, keep throwing overtimes on, because at that point you really are risking players' bodies. Like you're I mean, you you you're not only yeah. risking a player's health in that moment, but you start adding extra quarters of a game on and that team's going to be severely negatively impacted the next mm-hmm. week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Playing an extra quarter of NFL football is Oh, do you could lose two guys? Right. It's going to be a, a you know a huge detriment to to that team, so I don't know if they go into like a sudden death uh, field goal kickoff, or I don't know what the answer is there. But ties don't feel right. It just feels strange. Like when I saw that there was two of them yesterday, I was like, "Oh, this must be what women feel like during sex." Like 
the game was played, and yet nobody was victorious. I didn't win. I didn't lose, but... I mean, I went to the game. I saw it happen. I mean, like, what happens in a playoff situation? What happens in a Super Bowl situation? You're not just letting it go to a tie. You can't. Yeah, I never thought about the Super Bowl coming down to that. They would have to figure something out at that point. You can't not crown a champion, right? Right, you have to. Twitter's telling me that the ump in Game 4 is the same one that Robbie Alomar spit in his face for terrible calling. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And he has a history, I guess, of, of calling against the tribe. Well, why is that allowed? Does he, have a, does he really have a history of calling against the tribe? Or does he have a history of being a bad ump? And every time Indians fans see him, he's, he's a bad ump. And we're like, oh, he's against the Indians. I feel like people, when you tell them sports are rigged, they fight with you all year. Until they see a bad call for their team. And they're like, dude, it's rigged. Oh, it's rigged, of course. I mean, dude, Indians fans sounded like Donald Trump last night. It's rigged. It's fixed. It's rigged. You all sounded like Aisha Curry. That's what you guys sounded like last night. The Indians are going to win the World Series. I, I told you this last... Dude, I, I, dude, in the middle of the season, I told you this was going to happen. You're going to be fine. Don't Aisha Curry this. You know, sports bring out sometimes the worst of us. I saw a kid from Chicago tweeted this out last night. It was terrible. He goes, the best thing that could happen is that if the Indians' plane crashed and burned. Jeez. It's like, I want to see the, the Indians die and watch all their f- fans like be miserable. It's like, dude, it's a game. Jeez. Like, you take this that seriously? That seriously? That you want to see a plane full of people die? Now, listen, I've dropped to my knees and prayed to the good Lord above that, you know, Steph Curry would blow out his knee, but I'm not... Yeah, twist an ankle! I'm not lighting people on fire! Yeah. Were you annoyed with Joe Buck last night? Yeah, listen, I mean, Joe Buck is definitely pulling for the Cubs. There's no question about that. But that's not like that's not the that's not that's not at the core of my my beef with Joe Buck. Fox is in bed with the with the National League all year. I mean, the guy's doing what he has to do to keep his gig. And the guy's right. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? Doing what he's doing to have to keep his gig and doing what he's doing to try to get more people's eyes on this program. I can't get mad about that. I just don't think Joe Buck's very good. Oh, Gary, thanks for tweeting this in, buddy. Sniper1106 on Twitter says, Robbie Alomar spit in the umpire's face when he was playing for Baltimore, so that doesn't hold any weight that it's against the tribe. Thanks, Carrie. I appreciate that. I didn't remember that. I knew about the Robbie Alomar situation, but I didn't know that. Speaking and there is a different uh, rule in the playoffs, according to Chris, uh, for overtime that's different than the regular season. Which Speak, makes sense. Speaking of umpires and, and all that, I saw you last night tweet about it. Um, that umpire last night. Joe that, West. Oh, dude, jeez. The oh, jowls on that guy. Please. Dude, seriously. Uh, dude, if somebody doesn't kill me before I get fat neck like that, uh, dude, oh my God. I mean, dude, that was like I mean, that was like a pound of fat hanging off that dude's right. chin. Dude's got an ass hanging from his <laughs> neck. <laughs> I hate that, dude. I am so terrified I'm going to end up with that. Not enough to stop eating fast food, but <laughs> I'm still very terrified about it. Win $1,000 at 8 a.m. this morning. And the Democrats got a delivery yesterday they didn't want. We'll tell you about that next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Win yourself $1,000 at 8 a.m. this morning with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handouts. We do it 12 times a day. You get your first keyword at 8 a.m. this morning. You text it in, you win yourself a thousand bucks for your holiday spending. Pretty smart on our behalf there. Yeah. I say it all the time, we're not above bribery. As a matter of fact, we might have to we might have to resort to that. Don took to Facebook, a, a listener of the program, thinks that we're gonna crash and burn. 
thinks that dude, the show's only got a few fans left, and it's probably on its last leg. Well, Don, you're probably not wrong there. He thinks it's all your fault. He hates oh, you. Is it me? He hates you. And that's why I said to Fantone during the break, I was like, dude, some people are just bitter. Some people are just bitter. Now, I will admit, he can be annoying, but I don't think it's happened yet today. I don't think... You haven't really been that annoying I think, uh, you know, you've, you've experienced this before. Oh, God, yeah. Where you I'm, can't do this job without people hating you. Right. No matter what side you're on, no matter who you are, no matter what your take is. And, eh, dude, that comes with the territory. Sorry, Don. That's what's supposed to happen. Right. But I think we're going to be okay. Fingers crossed. That's just a guess there. I, I, I think we'll probably be all right. Tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, coming up at 9 o'clock on Tuesdays. If you're in a local band and want to be featured, you can send me your stuff. SansbrayWRQK.com is how you do that. Include a bio. Radio edited uh, a song there. I don't want to have to uh, take F-words out of your stuff. But you can send it. SansbrayWRQK.com will get you played for New Tour Tuesday. Get you some exposure. Fantone, I have to admit, I am like a little child right now. I'm very excited right now. You're going to hear okay. me talk about this multiple times this week because Thursday is when it goes down. Okay. And I just realized it's this week. And I am embarrassed to admit how excited I am about this. What's happening? Thursday is the release day for the new Call of Duty game. And like, I actually I, I got like the text message because I pre-ordered it. And I got like the text message or like the email last night. Like, Thursday, your copy will be ready now, at your local GameStop store. Is Call of Duty like the game for you? Is that the one that you're, uh, that you get hot and bothered about? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I like the first person online shooters a lot. That's, uh, that's kind of what I do. And I, uh, I but I, I dude, I, I went to a very calculated system. Like, I turned in my PlayStation 4 and have a bunch of other stuff. I just got sick of the PS4 and uh, I'm sticking with the Xbox One. And uh, then I reserved like the ultimate edition of Call of Duty, which is like ultimate. Which is it, dude, it was like 120 bucks. Okay, so why? Why is what's what's in the ultimate package? It's not in, in the well. I don't know about all of it. But <laughs> I, I, I know it's an ultimate on it, and I want it. But uh, no, it's like the ultimate legacy pack or whatever. But. All right, so you buy the game and it comes with like 12 different maps or whatever it is. And then, you know, every like 90 days or whatever, they'll release like map pack like expansions that you can download for like 15 bucks a piece. Well, if you buy like the legacy pack, you get every future like digital download like expansion pack for the game. You get them all up front. Not I mean they're not playable, but when they come out, you have access to them, don't have to pay for them. Man, video games, dude. I didn't They've know They've come this. a long way. I, I, like, I'm not a video game guy at all. I, I, I have a Nintendo 64, and I, I really don't... What do you want for that? <laughs> I really don't... <laughs> I, uh, I, I kind of want that. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that this was like, a hey, $15 a month, and you can get new characters and new places and new weapons and stuff like that. Oh, they're uh, they're yeah. hustling, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're on it. And so. I, I would have to assume right now is the time where it's probably like... A lot uh, of releases because yeah, of the holiday. Christmas coming up. Yeah. Blockbuster, like, you know. Battlefield 1 just came out. I have that, too. That's amazing. That was really good. Mafia 3 is like a Grand Theft Auto type game. I just bought that not that long ago. That's really good. So, yeah, it's a uh, do winners right around the corner, man. And golf's going to go to the wayside. So, right. like, it's time for my winter hobby to kick in. Video games, it is. Like, I actually said to myself last night on the couch, like, while I was watching the Indians game, when I, when I remembered, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Call of Duty comes out this week. I was like, Saturday morning is going to be the best. Like, I actually got excited. I was like, oh, my God, I'll wake up early. I'll drink a bunch of coffee. be playing Call of Duty. It's going to be great. It's like, oh, my God, dude. No wonder there's not anybody else who lives here. No wonder. <laughs> like, I'm always, like, head scratching. Like, gee, I wonder why nobody loves me. Maybe that is, maybe that is why. But I am very, very excited about that. Well, good stuff. 
The Democrats got a delivery they didn't want. This coming out of Cincinnati, apparently somebody dropped an entire like load of horse manure Jeez. outside the Democratic Party Jeez. headquarters in Warren County. And obviously this is somebody who is reacting to the opening of the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails all over again, which I read all of that a little bit yesterday, and it, it seems much to do about nothing. It seems like no more uh, you know, new information than there was like two months ago, but yet it seems like people are all that more upset about it. Um, and this is all about Anthony Weiner because like there were connections there, but the, they ended up reading into it, and there's not much going on there. As far as 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 far as the manure goes, I get it, and like ha ha ha. It's kind of funny. It, it is, is kind of funny. Yeah. It is. I, I mean, there's there's certainly a joke in there. Um, but dude, you have to remember, it's 2016, and there's cameras everywhere. And if you don't think there's cameras looking outside of either the Republican or the Democratic National or uh, like your local branch, you're insane. These people know that like people are going to try. What was it? It wasn't too long ago that that Republican headquarters got firebombed. Oh, Remember? yeah. Remember, and dude, if you don't think that there's cameras there and you don't think you're going to get caught I doing that, that, you're absolutely ridiculous, dude. There's no way on the face of the earth that there's not going to be a camera. On you. My guess is this is a guy who owns a company. Of course. And so the trucks probably got your company name and phone number right. on the side of the door like right. every other you know company like this. I mean, I understand being upset with this process. I understand about being upset about Hillary and you think she's terrible and this and that. It's kind of funny, but I don't know what you plan to accomplish by doing things like this, and I think you're right. I think you're only going to get caught, and then you're going to end up paying a huge price for something that, you know... Honestly, you're going to end up paying a bunch of money for what you did, and we're you're not famous for it or anything. It's no. just the picture of the manure is the big hit there. Um, have you voted early? I have not voted early yet. That's actually me and my girlfriend are going on Thursday to do it. Board of Elections is where you can go do that. You yeah. can vote. Uh, you can vote early. I'm thinking about getting it done. I see a lot of people tweeting about it, talking about it. They're like, you know what? I already voted. This thing's done for me, and I can stop paying attention. You uh, you need no reason. It doesn't have to be like, well, I'm going to be out of town or I'm going to be sick or anything or I have to work. Like You can just go in there, request your ballot. All you need is the last four digits of your social security number, and they will uh, happily hand you your uh, your ballot, and you can take care of everything. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I live very close to the Board of Elections. And honestly, and I understand that you know there's some people who genuinely love the process of going out and hitting the polls on election day, and I get that. I really do. Taking your kids and kind of showing them like, hey, here's the process and here's how it works. I, I understand that. Yeah, if that. I had kids, that would be cool. At the end of the day, though, this is such a big convenience for people. And really, I don't care whether you're, you know, on, on the opposite side of the aisle of me or not. But get out there and go vote early. It's going to make things easier, number one, for you. And number two, it's going to make things easier on Election Day. You're not going to have long lines. You're not going to have people that, you know, it might be confused about, like, well, am I in the right spot or not or this or that or whatever. So get out there and go vote. You're early. right. It's a, it, it would be like going to the DMV on Wednesday afternoon versus Saturday morning. You know right. what I mean? Like that. Right. And right. so you're right. to Just to avoid the mess and the craziness, I'll probably just go sometime this week and just get that done. Next on the program is everybody's favorite segment. This is where two guys that don't have kids oh. tell parents how to raise theirs. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get a look ahead at the next Indians game. Recap the Brown game. Yikes. In keeping with the sports here, I have to say something right now that, I, that I'm worried is going to make a lot of people really mad, turn off the radio show, and maybe never come back to it. Okay. But I would be remiss if I didn't do this. But you have to congratulate the Maslin Tigers for the big win. 
Yeesh. See, now, like, half the audience just went, hell yeah, you do! And then the other half went, screw you, Stansberry! Because that's how heated this rivalry is. McKinley-Maslin. Maslin coming out on top. I believe 21-19 was the score. Yeah, the uh, the Tigers and the Bulldogs had one hell of a game Saturday afternoon. Um, from everything that I've heard, and, and, and God knows I've heard a lot about it over the past 48 hours, um, it was really one of those games that you have to celebrate from either side. Both teams fought hard, um, came down to a missed field goal from McKinley. And oh, was that right? Is that how that happened? And dude, that's 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 the girl of the burl, dude. That's how you know. That's how rivalry works. You uh, you, you get out there, you fight for every inch, and uh, you know the Tigers win this one. But you know, hey, next year's right around the corner. Quick shout out, dude, to a ton of Stark County high school football teams that are going to the playoffs. I think it was something like ten. I could be wrong. Is on that, that right? Number, but McKinley, Maslin, Perry, Lake. Um, Central Catholic, St. Tom's, like, and these are just ones off the top of my head. I, I know there is a ton of Stark County high school football teams going to uh, going to well, the playoffs. Good. It's great, dude. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know. Lift the tide, or the, the the lift of the tide rises all boats here. And the better Stark County high school football is, I mean, it's to be celebrated. It's awesome. I'm gonna take hate mail for two hours now. I know that. I just know how that works, but. If you don't say it, then it's like, see, yeah. people don't even talk about Maslin. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yes, I, it, it, you can't win for losing there. All right, I, I have to tell people how to raise their kids. Okay. okay, okay, and and this is about a pageant mom, but dads, I think you're as bad about this stuff when you're pushing your kids in 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 athletics early in their life too. I think okay. parents just can make bad decisions. Of course, but this woman, she's like 28 years old, and she's got her little daughter, I believe, three years old. In like these little beauty pageant type stuff, which I think is just strange. I don't like it. I'll, I'll just say it right now, I don't like it. Sexualizing young children is very weird to me. On any avenue, yeah. It, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And the mom is talking about how all of the outfits that they put her in, everything is skimpy and over the top, she says. It's very blingy and glitzy. She said, but it's a controlled environment and it's all part of this innocent fun, she calls it. And... I disagree. I think it's very strange. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm reading too much into it. I think it's. I think you're trying to fix problems with you by pushing your kid to greatness. Oh, certainly. I, I really do believe that. You know, it's 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 anytime. Obviously, you're going to you know as a father be very protective of your daughter, and I think that's that's always going to be. But anytime, whether it's one of these pageant situations or it is like a dance thing or something like that, like it really bothers me when you have like seven year old girls out there like 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 twerk festing it and things like that. Like it's just wrong. Like it's just you shouldn't be you shouldn't be introducing that into childhood. This woman says at a very early age. Her daughter's three. Right. She refused to wear things like jeans and plain T-shirts, and she preferred uh, wearing designer labels. Well, oh where'd she God. learn that, Mom? Oh, my God. Where did she learn that? No, she didn't. She, that's what you preferred to put her in. Shut up. She started competing in pageants at two and a half after she came across uh, photos of a child beauty pageant on Facebook. We were hooked right away, she says. You were hooked right away. Right. You want to you you make your child a doll. Okay. She has a, uh, it says here, the toddler has a range of outfits that she wears on stage, including a frozen outfit, of course, and a sparkling red nurse's dress. Now, here, I'm looking at a photo of her. It looks like a candy stripe. Like, dude, this is sexual. Like, if your girlfriend put that on for, like, Halloween tonight, she'd be getting it, right? Right. So much to the point where I don't want to look at that picture anymore. Turn that monitor back around. That is, I mean, it's not good. Now, here's the question. So, the costumes are one thing. This woman is fake tanning her three-year-old. 
so she looks better in these competitions. Like, I don't know the technology on tanning beds, okay? So I, I don't know, but I know they say adults shouldn't be in them a lot. So where, I mean, I guess you could buy a tanning bed and put it in your house so nobody could stop you, but I would hope a tanning salon would stop you from taking a three-year-old into one of their beds, right? Well, even if it's not like the actual bed, even if it's not like she's actually fake tanning, if they're just using like the spray-on tanner, you know that stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, the bronzer? Yeah. No, this is... I don't think that's what this is, though. Regardless, either way, whether you're taking your child in to go get tanned or you're putting spray tan on your child, it's inappropriate, dude. I mean, there's just no, there's no, you, you are, you're trying to make your child more sexually attractive. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah, I think, dude, trying to make a three-year-old look sexual is weird. It's creepy. I think if my wife came home and asked me if we should put our daughter in a in a beauty pageant, well, first I'd say, dude, is she even cute enough? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then after that, I think I'd be like, I don't want to be creepy parents like that. I didn't have like my parents weren't like pushing me into things like that. Like my dad wasn't trying to make me a football player because he played no. or a wrestler. My dad played a lot of high school sports, and he didn't push me to do it because he did it. No, I think you have to. You gotta get kids off the couch. You do. You, I agree with that. You gotta yes. give them a little push. Um, Find out what they're into and kind of support them in it. Right. And and, and 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 whether your kid wants to play baseball or you know he wants to be a fashion designer, um, you gotta support that. But you also have to be an adult and you have to be a parent and you have to have their best interests in mind and understand there's going to be things that are inappropriate for your child to be a part of. I want to see a Where Are They Now episode about young girls who were in beauty pageants when they were like four and five years old. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's plenty of them that are like, hey, dude, I'm a happily married woman. I'm, 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 I'm well-adjusted adult. There's plenty of them. But you can't tell me there's not a significant chunk who are, are, are dealing with issues based on, on, on being sexualized as a, a, a prepubescent child. Like, I mean, dude, we're talking about like a three-year-old here. Hey, listen, I'm not saying it's okay to bang a 16-year-old or anything like no, that. No, it's not. It's not, but like this is we're talking about a, a kid that's barely out of diapers. Okay, so all right, I'm glad you said something about a teenager. Cuz I saw something at Sheets over the weekend that I thought was really creepy. You know how when like when you walk into Sheets like you know they have those like three machines and you can order your food from? Yeah, dude, and they got that good deal on hot dogs right now. They got those those sorts 3.99 meals. I love Sheets. So I saw a couple of girls standing at one of those and the girl, one girl had yoga pants on and she did like this girl had and I hate to say this but I, you could notice this girl's ass from like walking into the store, right? But when I walked in, I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, that's a child. That's not cool, right? So I walk around them, and I go to the coffee machine. I'm getting my coffee, and I watch a guy come out of, like, the beer cave or whatever it is, and he's holding, like, a he's holding like a 12-pack of beer. And he, he looks at them, looks at the girl's ass, then looks up at her, realizes that she's too young for it, and looks back down at her and continues to like stare at her all the way walking up to checkout. And he gets to like the checkout thing. And then you know how you just, you know, you end up looking around while you're waiting for the person to check you out. He like catches eyes with me and he sees me staring at him like, yeah, dude, just caught all of that. Just caught all of it. You dirty creep. That girl was like 13, you weirdo.
It was strange, dude. It was, I honestly, I felt gr- I felt like I needed a shower all day after that. Just goes to show you, man. I'm hearing that they fake tan these girls, or they uh, they use spray tan. I still think it's strange. Like, all right, you're not baking your kid in a tanning bed. Fine, that's all good. Yeah, this conversation wasn't about like, well, let's check out the melanoma levels, and like, <laughs> I mean, it's not about skin cancer. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I think it's weird. But trying to make your three year old bangable is weird to me. That's totally weird. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Also, your first shot at $1,000 happens next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online, WRQK.com. Head over there, take the poll question of the day, uh, asking you if you're worried about the Indians' chances to still lock up the World Series. I personally think we're going to be fine. I think we win. Interested to hear what you think. Pull a question up at WRQK.com. Scheduled to talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Uh, we're having a, uh, I don't know if it's technical Fo- Phone issues? issues on our end. We're having phone issues on He's our end? He's trying to call through right now. Is that right? Yeah. The, the hotline's not working. Well, there's a surprise, isn't there? <laughs> oh, my God. Something in the Rock 1069 studio isn't working properly. I would have never guessed it. You know what I'm going to do? What is that? I'm going to go the other way of what I normally do. Give me the contest line. Uh, is It's 1-800-243-7625, correct? 4-3-7-6-2-5. You texting at the sky right now? Five. Yeah, I'm going to try. Normally, this would be where I start freaking out. Oh, my God. Nothing works. Jesus. How many times I got? Three years I got to beg for stuff to work right. I'm not going to. No, Stansberry saying cool. Yeah. Cool, calm, collected. Yeah, you know what, dude? I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. I just sent him this uh, this message, and, and fingers crossed we got Scott coming through here in a second. So Live radio, people. Broadcasting, man. You know, it, it, that's that's just it. And sometimes I got to remember, you know what? Yeah, th- th- is this stuff great? No. Are we in a ratings period and this is bad for, for our end goal? Yes, it absolutely is. But at the end of the day, nobody's dying. It's not like I'm a surgeon and I screwed up and I killed somebody on a table. No, it is not like you're a surgeon at all. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, that not is at not. All. That and is so, not. you know what? What am I, what, what, what I going to get all mad about? And obviously getting angry. I've gotten angry three years now that this stuff doesn't work. And it has, I mean, it's not fixing it. So Sansbury show. Hello. Yeah, well, it's working. Hey. There he is. There he is. Finally. Scott, my man, how are you? Uh, hey, I win. Woo-hoo. That's not him. That's not him. <laughs> no, that's not him. See ya. <laughs> See, that right there proves once and for all, you do need a phone screener. Scott. Yes. My man, how are you? Better now. Ah, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, technical difficulty. Me too, because now I don't have to go to jail for strangling my <laughs> boss to death. So it's good to have you on board with us, buddy. Uh, I, I, you know, let me ask you the poll questions up wrqk.com whether or not people's confidence is shaken in the Indians' chance to win the World Series. What do you think? Where well, we? But am I worried? Yeah, I you, mean, are you worried it, we don't win? No, not yet. Um, I, I do think. You know, obviously, winning. I mean, this is going to sound silly, but winning last night would have would have been would have been nice. Um, the the only thing that concerns me is yeah, I like them coming back home. Jake Arrieta's a tough pitcher, um, and then getting having to get these bats going. You know, outside of the you know game four where they you know put up seven, 
they haven't exactly been, uh, you know, running out gigantic numbers. And now yesterday was 3-2, and you don't really have to have, you know, six or seven run games to win. But, you know, I just I feel that I would be a little more confident had they been able to capitalize on a lot of their, you know, opportunities throughout throughout the series. I mean, they obviously won game three on Friday. Um, and that and that was a game where, you know, they got a little lucky. I mean, they had bases loaded at one point and grounded into a double play. I mean, you right. can't do those kind of things. You saw it again last night where they had guys in scoring position multiple times. And uh, and couldn't come up with those clutch hits, so I'd feel a lot better if the, if the bats were moving. But no, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too worried yet. Because even if they do lose Tuesday, uh, Kluber in Game Seven, I think could be the great equalizer for us. Yeah, we've seen that a couple of times now. Where Corey's just—I mean, he's dynamite. That kid is dynamite. He's unreal. How good he is. And uh, I'm with you. I feel like what I did. I want to close out last night for sure. You know, for sure you do. You just want to win, but. I think it'll be awesome to win at home, and I think we have a good shot. And I'll take I'll take the Indians' chances with two games to go of us only needing to win the one. I, I like our chances from there, and I, and I still think we win. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, probabilities and math and all that stuff's on our side. Um, you know, I think five thirty eight had them eighty five percent chance uh, heading into yesterday. Obviously, that's come down a little bit, but uh, you know, there's still. You're still really, really, you know, good chance that they take one of these two at home. Uh, you know, for the Cubs, they have to win three straight. It's not something they haven't done before, but it's 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 something in this environment against this kind of team that would make it a lot more difficult. Yeah, obviously, you'd much rather be the three and three and two yes. versus the two. That you know, it's it's a much better spot to be. Um, you know, Scott, I think one of the things that throughout this uh, throughout this playoff, you know, run that has been very evident. You know, the Indians they feel like a very momentum driven team, and when things are going good, things go good, and all of a sudden it feels like those fifty fifty plays start going the way of the tribe. Um, do you buy into momentum when it comes into a seven games? series like this or is every game kind of its own story and, and dictates you know it grows organically from there yeah no I'm not a momentum guy in, in any in really any instance I know Joe Madden said something along the lines of hopefully we could take this momentum back in Cleveland I mean I think it's, it's a silly thing each game in any sport is really its own animal um, especially in baseball we you know when you have new pitchers you have new lineups you have new in this case you'll have a completely different environment there's a lot of different things that would make momentum tough to carry on. So, no, I'm not. Um, you know, maybe there's something that they could do in between games, you know, outside of rest. I'm talking from a tactical standpoint that uh, would allow them to, maybe there's something they saw or something they found in, in the tribe's lineups that will allow them to kind of keep the bats relatively quiet. But if you ask me, it's having a guy who could throw 105 miles an hour stretched out over, you know, three innings that, that really kept the bats quiet. I don't think there's any sort of, you know, magic sauce there that, uh, that, that, that turned the table. So, no, I think each game is going to be its own animal. Um, and it's, it's for that reason why it's, I, know, I know Indians fans tend to overreact. I mean, we're winning the whole, whole series two days ago, and now we're, oh, my God, right. what are we going to do? But it's, it's one of those things where I do think, you know, taking a step back, take a day off, both teams will analyze each other, rest up, and then it'll be back at it again, and it'll be nerve-wracking, but it'll be uh, its, own, its own kind of animal. Tribe uh, fever has swept Ohio. As I, I read this last night, that attendance for the watch parties at Progressive Field for the away games has been like seventy thousand over like those two games. That's ama- We couldn't get that many people there when we were playing like all year, and <laughs> you know, right? I mean, isn't that a little bit strange? I mean, that's strange, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's a communal experience in a way. You know, it's, it's all these people love being down there for this potential, you know, story. 
you know, there's, 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 you're, you're, you're not really being a part of something on a Tuesday in June. Right. You know, it's just one that's, of those. That's fair. That's, and that's, a, that's, a, that's the perpetual struggle of baseball, you know, especially in Cleveland. Um, you know, the, the ratings were up substantially this year, television-wise. Game three to um, game three. Right. I saw it was actually, I, I believe they broke a record. And I was wrong about this. I have, I have a listener, actually, that I need to apologize to because I told him he was nuts. I thought, honestly, outside of Cleveland, outside of Chicago, nobody was really going to care about this. Now, what I am interested to see ratings-wise, TV, Scott, that you bring that up, is last night's rating. Given the fact that it looked like before the game started that the Indians were probably going to close out and you were up against what was probably the best NFL matchup all year yet in the Cowboys via uh, the Eagles there. I'm interested to see how the World Series stacked up against that. NFL, a much heavier television product than baseball. I'm interested to see that. But yeah, ratings for this World Series, much better than I had uh, had expected. I thought they were just going to be about average. But Game 3 was monstrous for ratings, I, suppose, I hear. Yeah, and Sunday nights are tough, too. They're up against like The Walking Dead and things right. like that. But, um, you know, it will be interesting. But, it, you know, the, but people have been watching the Tribe all year long. I mean, they were among the league leaders in, in growth in terms of year-over-year year for people watching on TV. People have cared about this team. Just just not enough to spend all the money to go down to the games, you know, six, seven times a season. You know, now that, you know, it, it, it sucks to say they, they got to get in the playoffs or get the World Series for this kind of interest to happen. But it's just kind of the way it is. Um, you know, and I, I know people want to, you know, outside of Cleveland want to throw the attendance thing, you know, in Cleveland's face. But we've been watching all year round. I mean, you... You, Matt, and I have been talking about him ever, almost every day when I jump on, you know, little by little here and there. But, you know, now that they're in the World Series, they take up the whole segment. We can forget about everybody else that's played right now. Yeah, let's completely just forget about everybody else. <laughs> please, please, please. You know I can't do that. I, before I we, tried. I tried. Before we get off the Indians, I do want to ask you, Scott, um, as we walk into as we walk into game six here, and, uh, you know, the definition of a of a must, well, not a must win, but this is a game that we really want to win. Um, and uh, Kluber waiting until game seven. You need him there. How is Tito going to use Andrew Miller when it comes to Game Six? Well, I think it depends on if they're winning. Um, and well, if the game is winnable, I should say. Um, you know, they they've been using him very, very well all, all year, all, all, all postseason. You know, pretty much ever since he came to Cleveland. Um, I, I wouldn't expect it to change. Um, if 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 this if if Josh Tomlin is looking to you know face the, the third or the, the Cubs lineup for the third time. Um, you know, and there, and the game is within reach. I think you're going to see the same thing happen that you saw the other night. You know, even if it's in the middle of the fifth inning, um, you know, before that, before the top of that Cubs lineup comes around again, you know, where the numbers start to drastically favor the uh, the offense when it's their third time against the same pitcher. You know, mix that up, change, not just change eye level, change arm slots, change hands, change everything that they had in getting getting used to over those first few innings. And uh, and keep them on their toes. I, I I think he only threw 17 pitches two games ago and didn't pitch last night. So I mean he's he's more than than able to you know to throw an extended stay if he needs to. Right. Um, you know so I would I I would not ex- I would not expect Tito to hesitate in terms of bringing Andrew Miller in. Um, you know I you know some people wanted to see him last night or some people thought Bauer should have gotten pulled earlier. I mean, the kid was dominant through his first three innings. Right. He just had he did one he just had one bad inning where the where the wheel started to fall off a little bit, and you know the Cubs were muted. You know, but before that inning and after that inning, it was just that one inning where they were able to do all their damage. So if you figure out a way to eliminate that, you know, we're 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 having a much different conversation today. I would totally agree. Uh, we do have to move over to the other sports team uh, coming out of Northeast Ohio. That is the Cleveland Browns. 
Um, I'm sure you know, maybe other people don't, that Josh Gordon has now officially been released from uh, from rehab after a 30-day stay. Um, he's still indefinitely uh, suspended, from what I understand. Is he ever going to be on an NFL field ever again? You know, I, I I think the chances of him being in an NFL field are much higher than him being on a chance on, on, a, on a Browns field. I, okay. I do I do think that the that we have seen the last of him in Cleveland. Um, I, I you know from the sounds of it, you know the coaching staff in front office is saying like we gave this kid so many chances and they um, have. to the to the point where we weren't even going to trade him because we had so much faith in him coming back this time around. Um, and and yeah, I, the, these. These suspensions are the worst thing that can almost happen to these guys sometimes because they get they they get bored, and then they just turn to what got them there, you know. And I think I, I think you know you have that case with Josh a lot. That's why everybody was so excited about him being able to be around the team so much this preseason because it kind of kept him on the straight and narrow. And then it comes out that you know there you know the, the, he had a, a quote unquote slip up again, and then, and then you know those kind of things don't go well, you know, with a with a a coaching staff in front office who whose jobs are relying on these guys getting on the field and performing at a decently high level. So I, I would expect that to his 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 uh I guess his his the benefit of the doubt with this new regime I think has run out very, very quickly. And uh he's he's now pretty much in the same place as he was with the with the other guys uh before they were, you know, removed and, and put in place. I it'd be a great story if he can get back on track. I just I didn't see the likelihood very, very low. We're talking to Scott from winningfnextyear.com. I had predicted that the Browns would go winless all year. They're doing their best to prove me right as they sit at 0-8. Uh, I've been a big Hugh Jackson supporter. I still, I still do believe he's the right guy. But there have been questionable things. His clock management yesterday at the end of that game was not good. I mean, they were just, I mean, dude, there were big, it looked like just big coaching mistakes near the end of that game. Now, we've all kind of agreed every week when we have you on, again, Scott from winningfnextyear.com, we, we've kind of talked about, like, you're giving him this year you you know the organization's given him this year but if you're Haslam are you starting to worry a little bit about like about I mean this is clock management stuff yeah I mean yeah I, I mean I'm, I'm not I, 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 I I'm probably giving like I said we're giving him a pass but this year right I mean I'm, I'm more concerned about like open field tackling and fundamental things that are a part of football that you know Hugh can become a better clock manager and in, in next week or the week after or with a couple more games under his belt. I mean, these guys are, there are not doing like one of the fundamental things that got them to this, this position in their lives. Right. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite understand how those, like those things are more troubling to me than, you know, I don't, I don't know if, you know, Brian body Calhoun is all of a sudden going to learn how to tackle between week eight and week nine. You know, that those are the kind of things that are, are, are much more concerning at this stage because you have a young team, you have an inexperienced team, you have these guys who are supposed to be like learning on the job, but the the skills they're exhibiting aren't, aren't those of a successful football team. It's not like you know they're they're a few years away from being better tacklers. I mean, there's these these guys need to. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's better. It's harder training camps. I don't know if it's you know I don't know if it's a product of the lack of two a days or I don't know because the game has changed so so much in terms of their preseason prep. But I don't know what the answer is there, and if it's if it's a want to, or if it's just one of those things where, look, our, our defense is is full of guys that probably shouldn't even be on NFL rosters right now. So this is what you're going to get. So it's it's to me, it's not a Hugh Jackson issue, at least at this point, as much as it is a talent issue. And you know, Hugh's been winning a lot. I mean, they've been right there. I mean, they were they were twenty to seven against these guys yesterday, and just let the lead slip away. So it's 
yeah, I guess you could say he, he could have done a little, things a little bit differently. Um, but to me, if, if they if they tackle some of these guys instead of letting them break off the five yard drive. Um, they, they win the football game. I'm glad you bring up uh, tackling in that sense, just because, like, in my mind, it's kind of the exact opposite where uh, these guys have been playing football and are obviously, you know, NFL caliber players and able to make these tackles. Well, to they're me, Browns caliber well, players. to me, it seems more likely that that's a, a, a loss of culture. That's, you know, hey, we're not trying anymore. Hey, we're not putting the effort anymore. And to me, that seems like a coaching problem. But I guess, you know, can, can, can go either way there. At least I'll say there was a dildo thrown out on the field, right? Yeah. Did you see that in the Patriots game? They were throwing sex toys out there. Yeah, the, the, the great dildo toss and let, the, let that, uh, that ref kick it. With it. it was out of fight. <laughs> but, Matt, to your point real quick, you know, a lot of these guys are playing for jobs. I mean, these, these, these kids are on their, they're, they're literally on the only NFL roster that they could be on to have an NFL job. And they, they, they should be, they, they should all know that they're on borrowed time in that regard. I mean, this team has what, 12 draft picks for next season? So that's, you're looking at a team that is a you know, 53-man roster where up to, up to maybe a quarter of it could be rookies. I mean, so if they're not going to perform, you know, they, they, they have no place to be complacent, you know, in, in, in this regard. And so if these younger kids aren't going to perform, they're going to be the next ones out the door. And if they, if they can't stay on the roster in Cleveland, where are they going to play? Um, and I, so I would, I, would, I would hope that they're the, the you know, to the culture – would be one of, you know, every week your job's on the line. And if you're not going to perform, you're not going to be here next season. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, I appreciate you waking up and uh, dealing with us at 8 a.m. every Monday. Uh, Good talking to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks, man. All right, uh, we apologize for those phone issues at the beginning yeah, of that. Sorry that was, about uh, that one. A little, little strange there. A little strange there. I have, uh, keeping with the strange theme here on Halloween, did you won't believe what men and dads are doing now. I'll tell you next on the Stansbury Show. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. It's Northeast Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor high-performance electric go-karting track. If you haven't been out there yet, no better time than October Fast. It's the time. The October Fast special is killer. Check this out. Monday through Friday from noon to 6 p.m., you get two races for 25 bucks, and at 6 o'clock till close, you get two races for 30 bucks. October Fast is going on at High Voltage Indoor Karting. Find out more at highvoltagekarting.com. On Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. And coming up at 9 o'clock, your next shot to win $1,000. It's Rock 1069's Big Cash Handouts. Multiple times a day, passing out $8,000. Really, really easy. We give you a keyword, you text it in, you have money to spend on the holiday season. Right. Or on a bunch of hookers and blow. Dude, you do whatever the hell you want with that money. We're not your dad, we're not your boss. Do what you want with your cash. You know what? Let's go with responsibility and go a little half and half there. Buy your kids something nice for Christmas, but then, yeah. Tip cinnamon, some extra money. Maybe buy your kids some hooker and blow. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. My God, that sounds terrible. Do whatever you want to do. That sounds like Child Protective Services is at your house pretty fast. Probably. Sounds like your New Year's not going to be that great. No. Starting 2017 off in the clink. Just, what'd you do? Eh, I bought my 10-year-old blow. Yeah, that's not good. Not good at all. Not good. Turns out cocaine might be the gateway drug. There it is. If you do that. Gateway to prison. Speaking of questionable... Parenting decisions. Okay. This isn't really about, I guess, raising your kids, but they're talking about this new trend with men now. Okay. That are fathers. They're calling this daddy do-over. And that's more men than ever before are now getting plastic surgery. Plastic surgery for men, Fantone, has skyrocketed 
325% increase in this in the last 20 years. Now, that's a long period of time. Yeah, and it makes... And we've got more surgeries, and we're perfecting surgeries, and there's different... It's all going to depend on how much of this we're calling cosmetic surgery. Yeah, they're doing they're doing amazing things in medicine nowadays. You know what right. I mean? Like, when as technology advances, as it's a little bit easier to do all these things, of course there's going to be an increase, but dude, that is a huge... 325%. Yeah, that's a lot. 325% is a lot. Now, women obviously have felt... Uh, the social implications of a world that is obsessed with looks and youth and beauty and the like. But the reality is they're saying is that men are starting to feel this too. And they say it's all about the job market. And a lot of plastic surgeons are saying that it's a very competitive job market out there right now. And look good, feel good, feel good, play good is a reality. And that people now are getting plastic surgery to help boost their self-confidence. So when they go into interviews and stuff, they feel like they have a better shot at it. And if you don't think that looking better is an advantage in life, you're stupid. You're obviously ugly. And like, what do you do? You're selling yourself a lie that you want to believe. Yeah, dude, it doesn't matter if I'm ugly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, especially in like that professional sense of like, it shouldn't. Should it just be about your job capabilities and how well you're able to do this? Well, it depends what the job is. I mean, if you got to deal with the public, right? I mean, there is going to be a little bit of advantage there when it when it comes to being a better looking person. Um, and and I I would assume too, a big part of this is is that you know, twenty five thirty years ago, to be a quote unquote metrosexual was unheard of. It probably meant you were a homosexual. You know what I mean? But now that that's what straight dudes thought. But now that we've kind of moved, you know forward as a society or we've at least moved as a society um taking care of how you look as a man isn't nearly as as i don't want to say taboo but it's not nearly as like looked down upon as it once was not like it once was no uh a queer eye for the straight guy kind of turned that around that was like oh, yeah. the first that was like oh, the, yeah. that was like the, the the starting block for that to be kind of turned around a little bit i've you know i've not condemned it but i've questioned plastic surgery uh, plenty of times on the program. I it, look, it, it can be very innocuous, or I believe there are people out there that are looking to fix an emotional problem with a physical fix, and that's never going to work. I so I started thinking about this yesterday when I, you know, when I read this, I was like, what would I, as a guy who's not doesn't feel very confident about the way he looks, okay, and mine things more about my weight than it is anything else. Like I wouldn't get a nose job. I feel like my nose is fine. I feel like my ears are fine. I don't feel like I got to get that done. I have black circles. Like I I look tired all the time. I got that Vince Vaughn look uh, yeah. uh, to me. I would want to get that fixed. Uh, I you know I I would think about doing that. They're saying breast reduction is a huge surgery yeah. for men to get done now. I just, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with it. Well, you know, obviously with a lot of, um, I don't want to say body sculpting, but like, you know, you put in all this effort of like, dude, I'm going to lose weight. You know, if, if, right. if, if, if I've been spending the last 30 years just eating cheeseburgers and being a fat piece of crap, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. And you end up losing a bunch of weight. You're working out all the time. You're eating all the time, but you can't get rid of one area. And whether that's, you know, you got a big old gut or, or you've got man boobs on you. I can understand why it's like, dude, I'm so frustrated with this. I can't, here I am like working my ass off and I still got hooters. Like I can understand why guys like, Hey, I've got to, I've got to invest this couple thousand dollars into myself and how I feel about myself and how I look and, and, and why that would be important to a guy. I, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, the other day I was in my bedroom, right? And I have, a, I have like a full body length mirror in my bedroom. Yeah. And I caught myself getting dressed and I like saw myself in a profile, like uh-huh. a profile, like a side shot. And I put on a red shirt and I was like, Dear God. Oh, yeah. 
look at the man. I mean, I looked, I looked huge, and I was like, oh my god, and I felt less than all day. And ironically, what it made me do was eat to feel better. See, and and, and, and here here's the difference, though, is that like if you went and said, you know what, ah, dude, I feel fat, and dude, I'm gonna go get plastic surgery. That would be like what you were pointing to earlier, where you're talking about there's a problem inside that you're trying to fix with. And that. it is. It, I have a horrible body image. But if you, you know, had dedicated yourself for the past three years to getting in shape and trying to be more fit and trying to be more active, have you not been and, listening? That's and, what I do. And you still couldn't get rid of the knockers, or you still couldn't get rid of you know dude 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 first hooters now knock i'm not a fan don't let's not do that i i I, like that's where the difference is to me is if it's one thing that you just can't control like dude i feel like i would look so much better but my nose is just huge it just is there's no denying it now if you're like hey i want to spend twenty thousand dollars to look more like kim kardashian that's wrong that's gonna be a problem something's wrong with you right yeah but 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 if it's you know if it's something like that like if you can one and done it surgery wise i'm with you but i think (laughs) what happens is i think people think they go into it thinking it's going to be one and done and then what happens is you don't know until you get one and then now all of a sudden, well, that looks that much better. Let me try this, and let me try this. And then before you know it, you're you're overcorrecting the turn, and you've wrapped a car around a tree. I think both things can exist as true. I think there you can definitely get plastic surgery and not be a psycho. We've talked about this before. What it probably boils down to is there probably just needs to be a psychiatric evaluation as you decide to do these elective surgeries. Yes. And there needs to be, because, I mean, let's be real. How is a dental procedure fixing your smile or even something... Which or, I did do. Or, or something that I did, a, a LASIK surgery. I mean, how is that really any different? Speaking of LASIK surgery, you can go get one at the Rollhold Vision Institute. They Dang. Got, dude, they got Alliance, Canfield. Can't you're never too far away from world class eye care at the Royal Vision Institute? There you go. There you go. But I mean, those are all things. Will they will they fix my knockers there? <laughs> these are all things that I that didn't like. The- elective, you know, we did these for vain reasons. Whether it's you don't want to wear glasses, or you want your smile to be less busted, or or you don't want you know a big old gut. It's 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 as long as you're not overdoing things, I think you can do this responsibly. Yeah, I uh, I, I think that was uh, when I read that 325 percent. This has risen in the last 25 years, or I'm sorry, 20 years for men. I just I don't know, man. I I couldn't. I'm scared to death to be operated on. I don't like the doctor. Period. Like I, I mean, those of you that listen to the program a lot, you know. La- I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half ago. I had a uh, I had a kidney stone. I was in here. Halfway passing the thing, I was bent over in pain. Fantone was like, "Dude, I'm taking you to the hospital. You look like you're going to die right now. Like that's what has to happen for me to go like see a dude in a white coat. Like I just I inherited that from my mom. She had a very big fear of doctors and that whole thing. And I just you know I just don't do it. And so I don't think I could ever go in for like an elected surgery like that. Like I had a cracked tooth and I ended up getting a crown for it. And that was still like it was a source of embarrassment for me for a long long time and i still wouldn't go take care of it because i was like oh my god i don't want to go and it's nervous and then it's a big change and what do i do and i have i have felt completely better since i've done that so i guess i should be less critical about people doing this i just i gotta urge you to really examine why you want to do this stuff because i think you're looking to fix something that's broken inside man just go hug your dad tell your mom you love her you're gonna be (laughs) fine no no jobs all right so I now, I can't believe I'm going to say this on Halloween. I cannot okay. believe I'm going to say this on Halloween. But my apartment is haunted. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it is. It's oh haunted. No, seriously. It is. And I'll <laughs> tell you the story next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, your next opportunity to win yourself $1,000. It's Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We're doing it multiple times every day. We started this morning. Your next opportunity will be at 9, also coming up at 9.30. Cam's Dancing with the Stars featuring the Stansbury Show's own Matthew Fantone happens on November the 12th. And we have tickets for you. So if you want to go see him make an ass out of himself. Yeah. Doing uh, an interpretive dance there. Uh, it's a hip-hop song that yeah, you're it's, doing? Yeah, it's a hip-hop song, Jason Derulo. Uh, I do a pirouette in it, so that's pretty cool. Is that right? It's not cool at all. I'm terrible at it, dude. You're just very big for the dancing. Yeah, You're yeah. just very tall for the dancing. I think it's going to look a little awkward. I know it's going to look a little awkward. Is that right? I know Have you it seen is. video of it? Um, I mean, I've we've, we've taken videos during practice, and I'm just telling you, dude, I'm not the best dancer in the world. Tall guy, not a very good dancer. I can't believe it took us three years to find something that you don't think you're good at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pass those tickets out so you can check that out. I can't believe I'm going to do this on Halloween. I can't believe I'm going to be this guy. I cannot believe I'm going to be this effing guy. But I have to be this guy. Okay. My apartment's haunted, dude. Spooky. No, it is, for real. Okay, explain. here's what's been happening. And it's in my bedroom only. Where the magic happens. But there is a ringing... All right, you know when you listen to something too loud, yeah, and then you stop listening to it, and you like hear like the, like a like like a tone in your ears, like like a, a, not like a dial tone, but like like a yeah, like a ringing in your ears when your ears are ringing like that. Yeah, right? and that's more indicative of like long term damage. I have that on a regular basis. Yeah, that's tinnitus. scary. You're gonna be deaf. Yeah, I mean, tinnitus is a real thing, and I, listening to headphones all the time, going to concerts all the time, stuff like that. That's like problems with your ear, like with your ears. Yeah. So I have a ringing that's happening in my bedroom only. So okay. it's not my ears, because when I'm in my living room, fine. Bedroom, fine. Kitchen, fine. Those are the only rooms I have. Very okay. small apartment. Hallway. <laughs> Taking a dump. I don't hear it. I don't hear it anywhere. It's only in my bedroom. Okay. So loud in the bedroom that I honestly thought it was coming from outside of my bedroom. I thought it was coming from the business that's across the, like, the mm-hmm. alleyway from me. Mm-hmm. But it's happening in the middle of the night when they're not open. Okay. Like I came home the other night from bartending and it was so loud when I opened my bedroom door. I was like, oh, my neighbor has to hate me. You're obviously going to be able to hear. It. And then I realized I was like, well, I didn't hear it on my I, like there's a door that leaves out of the back of my bedroom that goes out to my like my back porch. I So I walked out there the other night, 430 in the morning. I was like, I have to see where this is coming from. So I'm out there freezing cold, nothing but boxers, like looking around like, where the hell is this coming from? And I can't trace it i unplug the tv dude this went i went so far fantone i took the light bulbs out of like the out of like the ceiling to, to, to it was like maybe it's those i don't know i've never heard light bulbs ring before but maybe it's those i mean i have done every this has been like four days i haven't got like in like no sleep is being had my dude i'm telling you my apartment's haunted i almost called you yesterday because I, I was like, you're the only other person I know downtown. I was like, I need uh, somebody else in here. Maybe I am going crazy. Like, maybe I'm going crazy. So you, 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 you looked around. You looked outside. You, 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 and, and you got the ghosts? I <laughs> that's can't. That's where you went? Well, here's the thing, dude. If it's not the TV, which is the only thing that's plugged into the bedroom, I took that out. I took all the light bulbs out. I've unplugged anything electronic in my bedroom has been yanked out. I've unplugged everything. I'm like, now, my bedroom's now like Amish certified. Like, there's nothing in there. And yet, there's this deafening ring that you only hear there. 
And when I walk, dude, I was like walking around my bedroom yesterday, like feeling the walls, like putting my ears up to the doors, everything else. And you lose it. Like you get to anywhere like the electronic stuff is and uh-huh. it, you don't hear it like close. And I was like, well, it's got to be the TV. Maybe it's like this Roku box or whatever. So I unplugged that. That's ah, got to be the TV. Maybe something's wrong with the TV. I leave my TV on overnight too often. Maybe something's just wrong with it. Unplugged it. Nothing. Still hear it. Now, but, any possibility that this is coming from, like, one of the neighboring units? Like, does somebody you, have... The thing is, is I would say yes, but you hear it closest to the wall that faces, like, the street. I'm thinking... My be- without being in my bedroom, which I'm not taking all of you in there, but without being in there, I guess it's I guess it's just hard to explain. But, like, like I said, like, you go out on the back porch, which is the door right outside my bedroom... And my next door neighbor, I mean, she has the same access. So, like, you know, we share that back patio there. And you don't hear it when you're standing outside. You only hear it once you walk into the bedroom. Yeah, I think it's like you're above neighbor or there's got to be something where where it's just in that room. Or maybe it's like, you know, your carbon monoxide detector going off and stands there. He's like, oh, it's a ghost. Took all the batteries out of them. Literally, dude, there's nothing plugged in in my apartment anymore. Took it all out. I don't know what to make of it, but it's driving me nuts. I haven't slept well in like four days. It's making me crazy. I'm Paranormal t- activity. I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. It's, uh, it's, yeah, because you're not that guy. You're not. You're like, There's plenty of guys no. out there I know that'll be like, oh, yeah, ghosts. It's the only explanation. Right. But that's not you. I'm a non-believer of everything. Jason says, it's not ghosts, you fat ass. It's the sound <laughs> of pure loneliness and despair. <laughs> Ouch. Jason. Officer Lamar Sharp says, I think a girl left a sex toy underneath your mattress. <laughs> Dude, that might be it. And there's got to be a logical explanation. I know that, Phantom, but I can't track it down, and it's making me crazy. I haven't slept in almost a week. It's making me nuts. Like, dude, I almost slept on the couch last night because I was like, I can't take this anymore. Like, I end up, it was so bad Saturday. Like, I was screaming at this. I didn't get home from working at the bar until like 5 o'clock in the morning. And I got home, and there's just ringing going on in the bedroom. I was screaming at the top of my like, will you shut up? I don't even know what I'm yelling at. It's like when something goes wrong in here and I start yelling. I don't even know what I'm yelling at. I'm telling you, don't be surprised. Dude, if you get a phone call from me today, you pick up the phone. I'm telling you, I might need you to track this down. Put down the bong, Saints Perry. Put down the bong. We need another fix. That's not going to be it. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. And it's making me absolutely crazy. I need to have somebody come over and check the house out. I'm going to call the cops. On my damn self. Watch me get arrested <laughs> taking like the, the loony bin. I'm telling you, like it, it got so bad, Anton. There were times where I was like, I'm hearing S, right? And so then I would walk into the other room. I'm like, well, I don't hear it now. And then I heard it again this morning when I woke up. It's, th- I'm, you know what? All right. I'm just, I'm going to stop going round and round because I know I'm now that guy, right? But ghost suits. I got to be ghosts. I might as well have a tinfoil hat on my head in here. Win yourself $1,000 with Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. You'll do that next on Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online at WRQK.com. Poll question up there. 
How worried are you about the Indians blowing their World Series shot? You can make a vote at WRQK.com. Also at 9.30, we'll pass out a pair of these tickets to check Fantone out and Canton's Dancing with the Stars. I'm interested to see that. You're right, dude. You're like seven feet tall. You dancing can't be great. I'm goofy. I'm uncoordinated. And let's be real, dude. Um, my dance instructor is awesome, Tiffany Brown. Like, it was very cool. Like, I feel like I made a friend out of this. Um, but at the same time, she's like a professional dance instructor, and she's used to dealing with people who are dancers. So she's made this way harder than it needs to be, like way overcomplicated and stuff. And I'm just like, girl, I can't do this. Like, I, I just cannot. Dude, do I love this. when white people talk about black people. Girl, girl, you got, girl, you got girl, here. Girl, I. Now on the other side of that, she's running around can telling people, "Wow, they stuck me with some uncoordinated white Wait, kid." Dude, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that. November 12th at the yeah. Can Palace Cedars when that's going down. We'll yeah. give you some tickets to that around 9.30 this morning. Before the break, we were talking about how my ha- uh, how my apartment is haunted, and it totally is. Quit making fun of me. It totally is. <laughs> I'm hearing like a weird buzzing ringing in my bedroom. My bedroom only. No other place in the apartment. I've walked outside of the apartment. There's a door outside of my bedroom door uh, outside of my bedroom that goes right to the outside. Back patio. Can't hear it standing on the back patio. Walk right in the door, start hearing it. I've unplugged everything, and I can't make sense of it. I'm convinced it's haunted, and Fantone will tell you, I'm not that guy. I don't buy into that kind of stuff. No, he's really not. I'm a naysayer in a lot of things. But there is something strange that's happening, and I can't make it out, and it's making me nuts. And Lewis wrote in, and I never thought about this. He says, it's the cell tower with coalition to your phone and your box spring in your bed that's making that happen. I don't know if he's right or not, but for not having any other options of what it could be at all, I, I, I have to maybe kind of believe that. I mean, it's more logical than ghosts. It sounds like what you hear, like if you wear wear headphones listening to like your favorite album and you just listen to it a little too like loud while you're cleaning the house or whatever, and you take them off, like that ringing you, every, that's what it sounds like in my bedroom. So loud I haven't been able to sleep. Like it's making me nuts. Jimmy McChristen thinks it's Mo living in the attic of my apartment. <laughs> that could have been it, but his fat ass would have fell through the ceiling by now. Yeah, and you would have heard the hot sounds of the podcast, too. All eight people listening. Oh, that's funny. But I'm going to go home today, and I'm going to want to take a nap because I haven't slept, and I'm tired, and I, I honestly, I'm just a wreck right now. I'm not feeling all that great. I'm, like, physically ill on top of it all. So, like, and I'm not going to be able to, and I'm going to end up killing somebody. American Horror Story Canton. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. A woman in Tennessee, half naked, okay, mother of three, thirty-seven years old, arrested, and she was apparently chasing cars while wearing clown makeup. A scantily clad married mother of three. Jesus, imagine if this was your wife. Arrested in Tennessee. This late last week. As she was chasing cars while wearing clown makeup, Candace Creedle was taken into custody on charges of disorderly conduct, public intox, and making non-emergency 911 calls. Jesus, get these people off the street. Chasing cars. Dude, imagine, dude, imagine having to go to work and like facing your coworkers after like your wife's mugshot is all over the internet because she was in clown makeup chasing cars around. 
Um, I, I'd like to know the circumstances here of, of is, well, I'm sure this woman is probably just like dressed for a Halloween party or for trick or treating or something like that. But what made her go like chasing cars like a dog? Like what, what, what was it that, I mean, is she just nuts or was she drunk or what was What was the circumstance? Here? It says here, the responding deputy went to the woman's home. He reportedly found here, her wearing a sports bra, pajama pants, a stocking cap and clown makeup on her face and body. She answered the door holding, uh, holding and drinking a beer. Smelled of booze. She denied chasing cars, but then later admitted to it and that she was jumping out in front of vehicles. Although, here, like, I'm going to turn my monitor around. Like, if I show you a photo of that woman, you believe the story now, right? Uh, A little more likely now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks like she's, she looks like she probably took some Klonopins and decided to go chase cars. Yeah, she's one of these chicks that's got blonde hair, but not really. (laughs) She doesn't like the roots totally like growing out. Like, it's, uh, she looks pretty rough there. I read another story about two parents that are going to end up spending some time in jail because they left their infant home alone so they could go out and terrorize the neighborhood in clowning experiments. I mean, you people can bag on me all you want, but I didn't have kids because I knew I wasn't ready for it. Right. Like, these are the people you should be right. mad at. Right. Not me. And if Stansberry wants to go out clowning, he's going to go out clowning. He doesn't have kids to take care of. It's a perfectly responsible thing to do. You're I, damn right it I is. I understand that. Yeah. Um, Stansberry for a better America. So I, I know there's been, you know, all these clown stories recently and tonight being Halloween. I mean, I guess I just don't understand why people are, 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 are like embracing this, I guess. Like, if, you, if you're a juggalo and, dude, this has been your life for the past, you know, 30 years or whatever, okay, you're out there and you're clowning because that's what you do. But it seems to me like these are just like normal people who are like, dude, you know what? Let's go do this. And why? What are you what are you accomplishing out of this? Like, what is your big like get out of this? Is it that funny to you? Is it that entertaining to you? Like, is it is it I it just it just seems bizarre to me. Yeah, I don't understand what the motivation behind that would be is, but then again, I don't really see the motivation for anything really. So I guess I'm not the right guy. Oh my god. Oh, my God. What is it? I hope this guy is right. Colin has written in his stance. I know what the ringing in your bedroom is. Okay. And I hope he's right. Ghost is the only logical answer. What is it? He says, check a wall plug that has a big box attached to the wire, such as a laptop charging cord, has a box between the plug and device. Says, I was chasing a ringing sound for months before I found out the power supply was making it. And you know what? I keep my laptop plugged in in my bedroom a lot. A lot of times I read for the program in bed. That's like where I'll prep the show. I'll like read in bed at night. And maybe that's what it is. So now I got to go home and like destroy the, my, my power supply for my laptop. But I bet he's right. Or you could unplug it. I don't know if you necessarily have to take a sledgehammer to it. The thing's evil and it needs to be taken down a peg. I wasn't afraid of ghosts yesterday, but now I am. Dude, this thing's been making... Honestly, dude, you should have heard me Saturday when I got home. Because I had just worked like 15 hours, and I was furious. And I was like screaming, will you shut up? I was like, now that crazy person yelling in the front lawn. It was not good. Chasing cars down, dressed like a clown. Stansberry driven to insanity. Judge not! A CB judge there. We'll send you to see Fantone at Dancing with the Canton Stars. Oof. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to be $1,000 richer with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout happens at 10 a.m. this morning with Fishhead. He has your next keyword. 
You'll hear it, text it in, and you'll win a thousand bucks. Pretty simple there. Do it multiple times every day. Getting you prepared for the holiday season right around the corner there. Fantone is in Canton's version of Dancing with the Stars. That's November 12th at the Canton Palace Theater. We're going to get you into that show here just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625. The phone number you'll need to win those. I want to see that, dude. I do. I want to see it. November 12th. Tickets still available. You can win yourself a pair on the Stansberry Show. And just to note, this Thursday, I will be at TD's Tailgate and Grill right oh, that's there on right. Tusk. A little celebrity guest bartender action. TDs, dude. You know they've got great happy hour specials. Uh, all sorts of TVs everywhere. Cavatelli's right next door slanging a delicious Italian food. So stop on by this Thursday, 5 to 7. TDs. Now stop texting TDs, us, Scott. TDs, TDs, TDs. I'm kidding. He's a good dude. Yeah, dude. TDs is an awesome place. I love that joint. Is that in connection with the Dancing with the Stars thing? Um, no, it was just one of the places I knew that, you know, Scott being a great, you know, business Oh, he owner, just asked you to do it? I asked him. I'm like, hey, bro, I want to do a, uh, this is fun. Yeah, the fundraiser's completely for Dancing with the Stars. Okay, I was trying yeah. to figure out why you were doing it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 the Dancing with the Stars is the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Canton Palace Theater. And okay. And everybody's got some sort of a story where their kid performed at the Palace or you performed at the Palace, your band was, you know, and, and so, so it's just worth, worth supporting in downtown Canton. There you go. That's Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. 5-7. Yeah, I'll probably come get dinner for that. Yeah. Come support your boy, too. Absolutely. I, You know, I say it all the time. I think every American should have to uh, be in a position of service at least once a year right. for like a week where right. you should have to like wait tables or bartend or do something like that to where so you can stop taking your day out on those kind of people when you when you go into places. I think it would just be good for all of us. So I, I, I really like that idea. Uh, not that you need that kind of humility, but other no, people do. No, no, some people do. <laughs> but some people do need that. Some people do. I have a story here about a 72-year-old man going to jail, and you won't believe for why. <laughs> Now, obviously, old people can be criminals. I'm not saying that they can't. Obviously, you can do that, right? But you won't believe why this guy is going to serve 10 years in jail. There's something really unsettling about old people committing crimes. Okay. Like, it just seems like a young man's game, right? I mean, like, when you hear about, like, oh, dude, there's a drug You're not going to be quick with the getaway. Right. right, (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. That mobility scooter going to get caught. And it's like, how desperate does your life have to be as a 75-year-old to be like, oh, dude, I got to break the law? Or or how terrible has your life been throughout your entire life where you're still committing crimes at 70? I feel bad for him. See, see that kid stay in school. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be a 75-year-old like, thief. Right. Yeah, just taking your dentures out and, and robbing people or something. This man, 72 years old, was a treasurer of the VFW, of his like local VFW. Okay. Okay, so you all being smart, listening to the program, you know what happened here. He stole the money, <laughs> obviously. They gave him a debit card to help manage the funds. And he took all the money. I think it is just amazing in itself that a 72-year-old understood how to use a debit card. Well, it wasn't one of the chipped cards. Like I was going to say, dude, if you get behind a 72-year-old in the self-checkout line and they have to insert their card, dude, things are going to take at least an hour. Just old people just, eh, what am I doing? Is this magic? <laughs> uh, I just have to wave it in front of the machine. No, Grandpa. Crapping himself. Frederick Brown, 72, pleaded guilty to first-degree larceny for stealing the money, which uh, totaled about $144,000, Fantone. He stole $144,000 from the local VFW. And again, he was the treasurer of this. Okay? 
And of the money stolen, police have figured out that $96,400 was spent on internet pornography. He had stole the money, and he is going to, it says here, going to serve about 10 years in prison. It could be suspended after he serves four years. Just because he's old? He says here, I think because of the, yeah, I think because he's old, which makes no sense. Yeah, dude. Die in prison, then. He says he took, he takes full responsibility for the missing money from the post. He's willing to do whatever necessary to help the situation here. He says he began spending the money to view live online videos of women exposing themselves and performing sex acts. See, now that's what I was curious to find out. Because it's like, dude, how are you spending any money on internet porn, let alone a hundred grand? Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's so much free pornography in the world where you really don't have to. Even though, you know, we've said in the past, well, you probably should. You're using it. You're stealing it at that point when you're going to Pornhub. You are going to X videos. You are. You are. Um, but nobody cares because it's sex work and it's like, pff, those people don't deserve money. Yeah, they're evil. Um, but, uh, past the browsers is what, nine ninety nine a month? It's not like it's, it's not like it's, you know, it's something like that. But once you get into cam girls and once you start like donating and once you start buying things for them. Well, the way this works, I guess, is it's like, it's like the old nudie booths at like, you know, where, yeah, they'll start doing a sex act and then like the more you spend, the more they'll do. But... And again, I mean, everybody's got their own addiction sexually, but like, you can just go to Pornhub and watch a girl do everything for nothing. Yeah, but it's once you start getting that like specialized, once she starts saying your name, once she starts responding to oh, what you're- Oh, it goes that far? Well, dude, if you have cam girls, you can certainly, and you're paying them enough money, they'll do stuff like that. Yeah, they'll do a live session with you. And then at that point, it, you know, if you pay, hey, I'll pay you $1,000 to say my name. Now I'll pay you another $1,000 to, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's where most of the money in porn is made nowadays. Would it be worth $1,000 for a girl to tell me I had a big penis? Stansberry, your penis is so big. Yeah, I gotta tell you, that might be worth a grand. You know what I'm saying? You're sitting there. <laughs> that might be worth it. You're sitting there. You, you, you're feeling bad about yourself anyway because you're masturbating alone, you know, crying. But she starts telling you, oh, Stansberry, it's so big. I think it's, it's totally. And that's how that's how more money is being made with porn stars now is that it's not your, it's not that you're working. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah. It's all this way. You're not working for Vivid anymore. You're getting guys to pay you and getting guys to buy stuff for you. And the wish lists right. and buy like, the, like, do guys will spend money on the outfits? girls wore in a porn scene i don't get that i don't understand it now again i'm not looking down on you i got plenty of hang-ups and i got plenty of weird things with my sexuality but like jesus he said here he just got sucked into it man right he says it just became fun and one you know one thing turned into two two turned into four and he said he the he first sold the money to buy a couple of groceries and then he just got addicted to internet pornography dude it's i really hope that at 72 that either a i'm dead I've said plenty of times I don't really want to live that long. I I feel like 58 w- would be long enough for me, but 72 is definitely long enough. I definitely don't want to be that old. But I hope that if I'm still alive at 72, that my penis isn't still in control of my life the way it is now. I can't wait for erectile dysfunction, dude. You know what I mean? Like, How much free time you're going to have? Spanish? Stansberry will be speaking Spanish. He'll, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll have learned like, new skills. He'll, 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 like, he'll start reading books. There's going to be all sorts of amazing things that happen once Stansberry's boner slaps work. I got to tell you, dude, if you built Rosetta Stone into Pornhub, <laughs> I bet I'd be smart. All right. We'll send you to see Fantone.
with Canton's Dancing with the Stars. Caller 10 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that and Gallagher tickets up next on the Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Gallagher tickets. That shows November 5th, Canton Palace Theater. We'll get you into that here in just a few minutes. I want to give you an update on the, uh, the numbers of the poll question online at WRQK.com. How worried are you about the Tribe losing the World Series? Not at all coming in with 48%, a little, 35%. Very worried about it, only 17%. I think that's probably about where I expected it. Um, I'm in the little category. It felt very unlikely that they would lose yesterday before the game. Now after the game, I at least have to be like, well, dude, I mean, the Cubs could pull off two in a row. They could. Yeah. You know, winning two games in a row is definitely possible. You can absolutely do that. In your estimation, does it go all seven? I really hope not. I really hope not. I mean, there's a part of me that's like, well, dude, just look at the circumstance and like, of course you want that to happen. World Series, game seven, at home, like that's how... Story writes itself, right. That's how it's supposed to be, but that's how the story writes itself, and I feel like Chicago might get the story, you know what I mean? I worry at that point. I mean, dude, Kluber's dominant. He's, I mean, he's a great pitcher, that guy, but sooner or later... You're going to have a night where you're just not, where you don't have it. And what a night to have it would be game seven. And I just, I don't know, going back to that well that many times scares me. I just want to get it locked up tomorrow. Same thing with Andrew Miller, where that's why I talked to Scott about it this morning was that, like, I mean, you know, the the unorthodox usage of him has been awesome. It's just, you know, number one, do you use him game six trying to lock everything up? Um, and if so, what does that leave for Game Seven? If that's you know, and I guess you got to take the shot to win. You, 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 I can't. No reason to leave it in the clubhouse. You right. know what I mean? There's only two more games left in the season. One if you do it right. It'd be interesting to see. That's tomorrow night, obviously. Your next chance to be $1,000 richer happens this morning at 10 a.m. with Fishhead. Uh, we're doing Rock 106.9's Big Cash handouts. Big Cash! Multiple times every day, you hear a keyword, you text it in, you get $1,000 for your holiday spending or whatever the hell else you want to spend it on. Right, right. We're not your dad, we're not your boss. Spend your money on whatever you want. Yeah, maybe not even tell your wife. Just Man. take it and you know buy whatever you want. Gallagher's playing the Canton Palace Theater November the 5th. We want to get you into that. Let's do that right now. Call our 10 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great day. 